What's wrong, Annie? I killed them. I killed them all. They're dead. Every single one of them. And not just the men, but the women and the children, too. They're like animals, and I slaughtered them like animals. I hate them. Welcome to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Deep in the bowels of the frozen ice caverns of Hawk, our hosts, Carl LeClaire, Jason Hunt, and Katie Horn, discuss all things Star Wars. So join the conversation and hang out here in the Wampa's Lair. Hey everybody and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast. This is episode number 311, Keeping Scores, Part 2. I'm as always one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Darth Vader and Darth Maul to my Count Dooku, we have Carla Claire and Katie Horn. <laughs> We're Sith Lords. Oh, We're all Sith it. apprentices today. I'm a master. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Formerly I was Darth, this now close to mom. making myself Palpatine, but I was like, well, that elevates me just a little bit just higher. Just, just a little, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I know I am the podcast, but, you know. <laughs> it, I shouldn't flaunt that. Um, <laughs> Man, Carl, this music is making me feel, I feel smooth as silk right now. I don't know about you guys. Oh, like, yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. So good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who put Carl's head in a jar? Makes him, <laughs> makes him sing lounge music all day. <laughs> Jason did because I was talking about the torture scene again. <laughs> well, he's not wrong. I don't blame you, Jason. I support your decision. Okay, <laughs> good. I am so excited to finish out our our conversation about our favorite Star Wars soundtracks. Oh, last week's episode was so fun. It was. It was. Oh. It's a blast. Got all emotional, you guys. Uh, yeah, we'll get ready for more of that today. So, oh, oh my god, buckle, it's not going to get e- any easier. Up. We're in the top five. Katie, you might want to buckle up, baby. Right? <laughs> so. Oh god. Uh, wait, no, I forgot tissue. Dang it! I forgot tissues. You're oh, in no. trouble. You're in trouble. Um, but yeah, so if obviously, hopefully, you, you joined us for last week's episode where we we started ranking our. Uh, this, the soundtracks of Star Wars, and uh, today we're going to be talking about our numbers five through one. Um, but of course, before we do, we asked all of you, our wonderful Larians, what your favorite Star Wars soundtrack album was, and boy, did you all have lots to say. And uh, Jason, you had the, the tough task of compiling all <laughs> that this time. Uh, what did the Larians have to say were their favorite soundtracks? 
Well, they said quite a bit, as you alluded to. And if uh, people mentioned two or three, I did include all of those in uh, in the poll here. So, but buckle up, folks, because <laughs> here we go. Um, in seventh place, with one vote each, we had a vote for Shadows of the Empire. Yes! Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, we had a couple of other games here make the uh, the list. Uh, the Force Unleashed got a vote, which great soundtrack for that game. Uh, Republic Commando got a vote. Uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic also got a vote. Yes, uh, <laughs> Star Wars animated shows got a vote. So Clone Wars: Rebels Resistance. Um, and then also with one vote each, we had Attack of the Clones and The Force Awakens. Uh, in sixth place, with four votes, we had The Last Jedi. In fifth place, with six votes, we had A New Hope, The Phantom Menace, and Return of the Jedi. In fourth place, with seven votes, we had Solo, A Star Wars Story. Uh, in third place, where did that go? Here we go. We had uh, Rogue One with eight votes. Second place, and this is where things kind of spread apart here, we have uh, Revenge of the Sith with 13 votes, and Empire Strikes Back took it with 14. All right! (laughs) So it was real close with Revenge of the Sith and Empire Strikes Back. That one came down to the wire. I I am shocked with all the high votes for Revenge of the Sith. Um, I'm not. That sounds rude. Like, that makes it sound judgy. I didn't mean it like that. (laughs) Yeah, it's just not one of the scores that jumps out at me particularly, obviously. I mean, it was my, like, number eight. So um, it's a great score, to be sure. But a welcome one. (laughs) (laughs) A surprise, to be sure. But a welcome one. So, um, so Carl, uh, what are your thoughts on the fact that Empire is number one amongst our Larians? I'll save comments, Jason. (laughs) Um, But but I got to say, I love that Shadows of the Empire got a vote because – I got to give that a quick honorable mention. I absolutely love the score to Shadows of the Empire. It, it like Shadows of the Empire was right like this multimedia phenomena that came out in '96, which was my second year of Star Wars fandom. Um, so I've always had such a soft spot for Shadows of the Empire. Um, I just I just love everything about it and. I have so many – again, this is nostalgia supreme, but I have so many fond memories of playing Star Wars action figures with my cousins Rick and Andrew while we were like blasting the Shadows of the Empire <laughs> soundtrack. The Battle of Gaul was like phenomenal. But I, I'm going to play this clip really quick. This is a track called The Seduction of Princess Leia, and this thing oh. is phenomenal. I absolutely love this track. It's got like such a waltzy feel. Here we go. Listen to this waltz. It's so good. Wow, yeah. I get like a kind of a Disney vibe, you know, like yeah. Alan Menken or something, right? Right. Dang. So the uh, the guy, the gentleman who composed this particular soundtrack, Joel McNeely, um, again, I'm, I'm obsessed with Shadows of the Empire. So I, uh, I have this great like making of Shadows of the Empire book that came out the year 
was uh, was put together. And they have this great interview with Joel McNeely where he talks about, you know, since he was composing music for a basically a novel um, because it was mostly the novel that he composed his music based on. He said, you know, obviously there were no clear visuals. So he wanted to put together this score as if it was like an orchestral piece, right? Like he wanted to give everything like these big kind of grand, um, like operatic sounding things. Like he didn't have to score specific scenes, right? Like with a soundtrack, Mm. you're scoring specific visuals. He didn't have that mandate. So he wanted to make it like a, a musical retelling of the story. And I just, I love that he kind of, in a way had that tremendous freedom, right. In a way that composers for movie scores don't have. And, and I think what he gave us was just phenomenal. So uh, again, like when I was thinking of putting together this list, I was just thinking of the 10 films. And then last week when you, you know, you brought in just clone wars, and I know you have something fun for <laughs> us this week too. I was like, damn it. Cause shadows of the empire would definitely beat out last Jedi and force awakens easy for me. So, oh wow. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. If not a couple more, like you probably even revenge of the Sith. So, and actually, yeah, I'd probably be in my top five or six. So I love <laughs> I love this album. And, and it makes sense, too, because it was written as an album, right? Like, again, it had a freedom that the scores don't have. Um, so I want to give it that benefit of the doubt, too. So yeah. um, all that talk for a whopping one vote. So <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. But yeah. Um, but guys, I don't think we should we should wait any longer. We should hop into ours. But uh, I just want to real quick before we do um, remind everyone at the end of the episode, we are really trudging along. We're almost done with the A New Hope radio drama. We've got episode 11 at the end of this episode, The Jedi Nexus. So um, if you've been following along with the with the radio drama, certainly stick around for the end of the episode. We're going to get another great A New Hope radio drama. Yes, ah. it will be incredible. Um <laughs> But uh, should we continue in the same order we were doing last week? Yes. Well, let's do bold it. Bold of you to assume I remember. <laughs> no. That started, Katie. Oh, no. I did? Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. It I'm goes just Katie, you. me, Carl. Awesome. Okay. I'm just going to trust you because I can't call you out if you're wrong. <laughs> 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 okay. So, yeah. Let's just roll right into my number five and talk about... The Empire Strikes Back. Excellent. Yes, our number one from our Larians is my number five. There you go. <laughs> I don't know why, but the minute you said Empire Strikes Back, the first thing that popped into my head was uh, Beethoven's Fifth. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That was the closest thing to the Imperial March that popped into my head as soon as you said Empire Strikes Back. Anyway. Instead of, you know, the, the actual Imperial March. You can- <laughs> right. Don't ask. Yeah. That was just the first Good job, thing. Jason. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I'm so embarrassed. Oh, it's so good. I forget sometimes that we didn't get this sound until Empire Strikes Back. It's not until I'm sitting down listening to the soundtracks that I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, this is what um, that the soundtrack actually cracks my top five because I'm not sure when I'm ranking the movies. I'm not sure that Empire cracks my top five. Like it's just it's just that for me. I mean, I sure. like it, of course. I love all Star Wars, but you know, when I'm talking about when I'm reaching for a Star Wars movie, it's not usually Empire. But the soundtrack, dang, it just it just gave us so many amazing iconic themes, and and it did. It's such a strong follow up to you know A New Hope. Where A New Hope defined what Star Wars sounds like, Empire expanded on that and just really grew the sound of it. And just, you know, from Yoda's theme to the Empire, the Imperial theme, Han and the Princess. 
oh my gosh, just the list goes on and on. The whole soundtrack is just amazing, you guys. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna hear any yep. complaints from me, Katie. <laughs> so. Oh gosh, oh my heart. Oh, so beautiful. It is. Oh. I always point this out, but I'm going to point it out again. Just the tenderness of it. It's just very beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. You like me because I'm a scoundrel. There's not enough scoundrels in your life. I happen to like nice men. I'm nice men. No, you're you're not. (laughs) Although we're a little ahead. Yeah, it's like there. We are. And then here comes... Wait, hold on. Sir, 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 sir. I must have a like Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Man, I feel like I'm one of those people who, you know, in the in the late 70s, 80s, early 80s, I, I would have been like standing real hard for Han and Leia. <laughs> people be like, we don't even know if Harrison Ford's coming back. How can you ship it? <laughs> people would be all like Luke and Leia are so obviously endgame he's the hero and you know Harrison Ford might not even come back so he's so obviously not getting with Leia and I'd be like no you guys it's true love just listen to their theme just listen to Han and the Princess you guys <laughs> oh, such a good theme it's such a good it theme is. Yeah. It is. well I, I gave the majority of my thoughts on Empire last week um so other, I'll just reiterate a few things that, yeah, A New Hope lays the foundation for what Star Wars sounds like, and this blows it out of the water. Mm-hmm. This is what takes the, the sound of Star Wars to a whole new level. Um, and there's some great tracks on, on this soundtrack and some incredible things that happen musically uh, with Empire. So I can't, I can't fault people for putting higher on the list than I do. Uh, Number eight's pretty low, I think, for most people um, for Empire. <laughs> but that's where it landed for me, and uh, I'm glad to see it was your number five here, Katie. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thoughts, Carl? Nope. I didn't think so. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Jason? Uh, all right. Well, this is, this is one that um, I, I mentioned last week that my number six and my number five – Mm, that's are right. interchangeable. Yeah, uh, you had tricks backed us last week. We're like, what yes. is that? <laughs> I know, I know. So, but I had to pick one for the list because one was going to be one week and the other was going to be the next week, and I can't just like go, wait, I'm going to switch it now and say Rogue One again because that would be cheating. Um, <laughs> but uh, number five for me, and this is partially due to nostalgia, um, is going to be uh, Return of the Jedi. Nice. I love the Return of the Jedi soundtrack. Um, from the Ewok, uh, the Parade of the Ewoks, the Battle of Endor, we get the Sarlacc Pit, uh, all that fun stuff. It's just terrific stuff. It's a great soundtrack. Uh, it's just so fun. <laughs> it is. Oh, man. Hot action in it. Ugh, my roommate's cooking bacon right now, and that's all I got on my mind. Sorry. <laughs> it's permeating the whole apartment. I love it. <laughs> I mean, with this plague, it could be Ewoks. Ewoks bacon. love bacon. So <laughs> let's, let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> let's just hope it's not storm bacon. <laughs> oh, I don't care. <laughs> I'll eat it. 
Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh, oh, oh no! You didn't. <laughs> that, that, that took Katie a minute. Um, it did. Oh. No. What are? Yeah. So some of your favorite tracks on this, Jason. You uh, obviously mentioned. Go, go ahead Box. and hit uh, Sarlacc Pit. Oh you know, right. The, yeah. You. Yes. Yes. Um, hold on. Where are you, Sarlacc Pit? Tauntaun Burgers. Yes. Stormtrooper Bacon. No. <laughs> I think I know. Oh. Hold on. Where's that moment? Here we go. There it is. Those horns. Yes. Footsteps. This is what the music says. Yes, the Jedi are back. Oh, it's so, so good. Yeah. I love it so uh. much. Um, this is such a, a fun, exciting, heroic, inspiring piece. Um, but then, of course, the whole last half of this soundtrack is taken up by, you know, essentially the Battle of Endor, which yeah. I love so much. The beginning, when the starships are coming out of hyperspace. Um <laughs> <laughs> Those are Japanese anyway. <laughs> they are. Okay. <laughs> Which, you know, something so great about this piece of music, especially with those timpanis at the beginning, you know where that's a it has a great callback? The war okay. drums at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. Right? Yeah. Like how it just starts with those drums as Obi-Wan and Anakin descend onto the Battle of Coruscant. I love that, like, the Battle of Endor also starts with these timpani, these war drums, right? So. Nice, nice catch there, Carl. Yeah, could be um, an accident, but I doubt it. John Williams is no accident. <laughs> no, no accident on, on Mr. Williams' part, on Johnny's part. Um, Johnny? Johnny, Johnny. Our good friend Johnny. Johnny, ba- Johnny baby, I want some war drums. <laughs> Our good friend, <laughs> frequent visitor in the Waffles Land. <laughs> yeah, <Johnny>. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Good exactly. old Johnny Williams. <laughs> That's the man. That's the man. Um, and then I, I just want to point out on the soundtrack, one of my favorite individual tracks on the soundtrack um, is actually the Forest Battle Concert Suite mm, yeah, at the yeah. end of, of the disc two. Um Yes, this one. You got more drums in the background, right? Yeah. (laughs) This piece is, is, you know, put together to be performed live. And it is so good. Um... And I, I love this piece, and the, the ending of it is terrific because he takes about a minute to wrap up the whole thing. Um, he starts his ending about a minute into, to before it actually ends. Um, <laughs> it's a John Williams thing for you. Um, but uh, I, if I'm just looking for a quick hint of Return of the Jedi, I go to this. Um, and it's a great way to wrap up the soundtrack, in my opinion, because you know we, we've just hit all this exciting stuff. We had the celebration feast. And then after the credits, this is, this is what ends the soundtrack. Um, and I'm like, yes, one last, you know, action packed battle goodness. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
that's, that's really your Star cool. Wars jam is, is oh, the battle is. sounds. Yeah. It really is. I'm I'm no I have no qualms about saying that. So I I love that stuff. And and Return of the Jedi's got a lot of it. So uh, I like I like how you say that, you know, this is when you need that, like, that quick Return of the Jedi hit. I just love, you know, imagining you, like, sitting there and you're just like, oh, I just need that that quick hit. I just need that. Come on. <laughs> just need that Return of the Jedi sound. Give me that, uh, that, that battle sound. Yep. Yep. Oh, and, of I course, the it. concert suite is almost five minutes, so it's not that quick, but it's quick <laughs> enough. Um, no, so. it's, it's actually, it's only, like, a little over four minutes, actually. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That was minutes 50 seconds but never mind, never mind. it feels like five minutes <laughs> oh, wait so when jason and return of the jedi together yeah. time slows down <laughs> oh, yeah. you're not wrong <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's my number five uh carl what about you what's your number five um uh, my number five is actually um attack of the clones you know we've got this this beautiful piece like across oh. the stars um and again, you know, thinking about this as far as albums go, um, it was during the prequel era, and you know, a lot, a lot of my Star Wars fandom. And again, I don't want to speak for other Star Wars fans, but a lot of my Star Wars fandom is obviously indicative of how I grew up with Star Wars. And Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones both came out at those perfect times when I was still reading Star Wars novels like every day. Um, every time I had a free moment, I was either playing with my action figures or reading a Star Wars book, and I had these soundtracks on in the background. So Attack of the Cl- Attack of the Clones was the last soundtrack that I listened to a lot. Um, in the prequel era, like Revenge of the Sith, I didn't listen to it all that much. Um, but I just love Across the Stars. I mean, and, and I know I've told this story a million times on the show, but I'm going to tell it again. When I used to love to pretend to do lightsaber duels on my out, like we had this covered bridge in my backyard. <laughs> and I pretended that was the uh, feed uh, generator. Um, and as yeah. I would battle through it, it would obviously I would always put my Walkman on with Duel of the Fates. But then when Attack of the Clones came out, I would blast across the stars, like <laughs> especially moments like this. Oh, here it comes! Oh yeah! Lightsaber swinging. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yes, it's and like clearly this is such an example of who i am as a person but i just loved these big sweeping beautiful love medleys and and um again this is not my thought because uh, i'm not nearly smart enough to think this is a david thank you david w collins for teaching us this but across the stars actually very similar in some ways to han and kira's theme is very rooted in the ds ira sound right this this idea that it's 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 something beautiful yet something that we know is bound for tragedy like it's not going to work out um, and, and I love that piece of music in, um, an attack of the clones, right? It's, it's this, the score and, and so much of the, that, that soundtrack, um, is permeated with across the stars. And because again, it's, it's the story, it's a love story. Um, you know, whether or not that love story works for everybody is certainly up for debate and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least musically what John Williams gave us was, a, he gave us a love story that is obviously, then inserted with other pieces of music. Um, but I just, I love that across the stars is ultimately the oxygen of attack of the clones. You know, this mm-hmm. is a tragic love story. Um, but a couple other quick things I want to just point out from the, from this score is I love the track Yoda and the younglings. Um, yeah. This is such a fun song, um, <laughs> you know, and something I love about this particular track is it, it, it 
it really encapsulates that innocent feeling that we got from a, a Phantom Menace. Um, and, you know, it's, it's early on in the soundtrack, literally on the album as well as in the film. And I think it, it, it's showing us this, these are the last days of innocence. Um, there's a great Don Henley song called The End of Innocence. Oh, it's just making me think of that. Um, and uh, <laughs> I feel like Attack of the Clones, right? Like the beginning of this film, before everything kind of falls apart, you still have this sense of, of innocence. And let me find this part of the where's – the, where's this part of the track? Hold on. Here it is. Here it comes. Yeah, right? Like this wonder as they're looking at the star map and, you know, uh, the the children are the ones who help Obi-Wan figure out, you know, what's going on with the the missing planet. There's just something like, right, these are angelic voices. Like the force is still very much permeating the Jedi. It's still it's still kind of this golden age, this beautiful period in the galaxy. Um, and, And a track like this really captures that that feeling for attack of the clones um and and i love it um one other particular piece of music i love in this soundtrack um is i kind of call it the uh um the the dooku slash mysterious piece of music um hold on let me cue this up really quick here we go it's right here here comes oh yeah it's kind of like what we hear on camino a lot Sweeping right here. Boba. Almost like the mystery motif. Yes, exactly. Is your father home? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Maybe see him? (laughs) Sure. Sure. Dad, Conway's here. Conway's here. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I love him so much. <laughs> so good, but I love, I love the that. way that that side eye he gives Obi Wan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, I love, I love that insertion of you know, and again that that particular theme kind of permeates Attack of the Clones. It's it's that like what you said, Jason. It's this kind of mystery theme. We don't know what's going on, and and it's perfect. I it, to me, it's most explicitly a, a theme for Camino, um, yeah. right? Like which is literally a planet shrouded in, in mist and rain. Um, and then the last thing I just want to give a quick shout out to him again. There's so much great stuff on this on this particular score, but I love this moment in the the final track, confrontation with Count Dooku, where we get the um, the eerie choir voices when Dooku and his master meet. Here we go. It's the song of the sirens, right? I have good news for you. <laughs> the war has begun. Excellent. Everything is going as planned. Yes. So, you know, and I almost like to contrast that in a way with those angelic voices we hear in Yoda and the Younglings, right? Like those are these angelic voices of, of, of innocence and purity that still exists within the galaxy. But then we have these other voices at the end of the film, at the end of the album, who are sirens voices, right? We're being yeah. duped into thinking the Jedi's are about the Jedi are about to embark in this heroic battle for good but they're just being duped into the dark side. And like, oh, I just, I love the genius of this particular score. So that's why Attack of the Clones is my number five. I love it. I love it. It wasn't that nearly that high on my list, but I'm so glad somebody loves the soundtrack as much as I love the movie. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Guess I, what? Guess what? 
What? It's my number four. Oh, shit! <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> All right. Keep the conversation the rolling, floor, Katie. Katie Horn. <laughs> I'll just keep it going. Let's just keep the attack and the clone glove going. It's a party. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, oh, my gosh. I just... Uh, right now, I'm thinking about that... that, that Across the Stars love theme, Carl. You got me thinking about it, and you got me thinking about it in the context of when uh, when Anakin and Padme kiss right before their their um oh what's it called? Oh, Carriage the love pledge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the love pledge. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I really, I really, Great I think state. about Padme a lot, and I think you know you were saying you know that that romance might not work for everybody, and I'm like, you gotta you gotta think about Padme. You gotta. Yeah, got to spend some time on that because what I think, I, I, I love what she says, you know, so you, you think about, you know, that how she almost dies inside that droid factory, right? If not mm-hmm. for the intervention of R2, she would have died. You know, she was completely helpless in that scene. And now she has narrowly avoided death and she's about to die again. You know, she actually says that to Anakin. I think our lives are about to be destroyed anyway. And she says, but she's not afraid to die. And I'm like, then why is she so sad? Why is she so profoundly sad if she's not afraid to die? And I think what it is is that she's afraid to live without love. And maybe that's why she dies, you know, when Anakin falls. That's why she dies, because she's not afraid to die. She is afraid to live without love. And when I... I was listening to that theme as you were playing it just now and, you know, thinking about, yeah, the, the tragedy, but the beauty of it. And this is, this is what it sounds like to live with love, you know, and to embrace, to embrace it the way they finally do, the way Anakin and Padme finally embrace their feelings for each other. So it's just. Here you go, Katie. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I don't. Uh, I, I don't mean to like oh, talk over you here, Katie, because this oh, is your moment. But yeah. I love what you just said. Everything about what you just said, and listening specifically to that particular statement mm-hmm. of it, which is my favorite statement of that theme in the in mm-hmm. Attack of the Clones. It's almost like it is giving it to us from Padme's side, and there's there's a maturity to it that we didn't get earlier in the film, right? Like that first kiss moment. It's it's kind of across the stars from Anakin's perspective. It's yeah. kind of impulsive. It's it's. It's very passionate, but here there's something mature about it. There's an acceptance of one's fate, but an acceptance also of of the love that stands before them. Um, mm-hmm. You're such a genius. I love it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I just think about Padme a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't nothing oh. wrong with that. But uh, but yeah, but uh, as as a as a whole, this soundtrack is amazing. I, I think if you look at my at my top five, there's definitely a theme to my top five, um, it, and that is new sound. Of course, I, I love and respect the uh, um, you know the original Star Wars sounds and you know what it means to to be a Star Wars soundtrack. But I love it when it when it grows and evolves and becomes something new. And I feel like Attack of the Clones really does that and gives us new things that also <laughs> honor the past. You know, um, of of course, Attack of the Clones uh, across the stars is just you know iconic 
classic perfect Star Wars sound. But then it also gives us stuff like Dex's Diner, which is uh, super fun. Yeah, which actually <laughs> pull like pull it up for yeah, me. <laughs> I can't. Which is sadly not on the actual album. Oh, it's not. Um, oh, it's we, such a good sound, though. Yeah, we were lucky enough that somebody was kind enough to send us like this expanded version of. Um, the Attack of the Clones soundtrack. So let me just. Oh, see now, I I Dex's. cheated. Well, because um, I don't actually oh, yeah. have the the albums, so I pulled up you know like a track list on YouTube. You know what I mean? How people will like compile the track lists on like YouTube oh, yeah, and yeah, Dex's yeah. Diner on the track list. I was listening to, so I just assumed it was on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a great piece. It just sounds like like songs to me. <laughs> like, it's like it's a greasy spoon, you know, right. up there in Star Wars, you know. I'm like, okay, so I'm exploring space. I'm having a good time. There's wizards here. Why not? <laughs> but I'm hungry. I want a stack of pancakes. What does it sound like when I walk into that diner to get my flat cakes? Sounds like this. <laughs> want a cup of Java juice? Oh, yes. You want a cup of Jawa juice? <laughs> Jedi. Oh, someone to see you, honey. Jedi by the look of him. WA7. I love this so much. <laughs> I love I love that the Attack of the Clones soundtrack. I guess all Star Wars soundtracks do this, but Attack of Clones in particular will swing wildly from smacking me in the feels to just like giddy, hilarious. Like I just have a big smile on the face. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's number awesome. four. Number four. <laughs> number four. All right. Shall I go into my number four? Yeah. Do it. All right. Well, my number four is going to be Revenge of the Sith. Oh, there we go. Uh, I think this is a fantastic soundtrack. Um, obviously, the you know the obvious is going to be Anakin and Obi Wan or Battle of the Heroes, but those. And while I love those, that's not what draws me to this soundtrack. Um, John Williams gets to explore the dark, tragic side of music mm. here, and I think he does it masterfully. Um, and the the piece that encapsulates all that for me is my favorite piece of the whole soundtrack, and that's going to be Anakin's Dark Deeds. Um, so if we could bring that up. Oh, it's up. Oh. <laughs> We've got the mourners. As you know, we, we find loud. the Jedi. Who who could have done this? About to find out. The lamentation. Oh my gosh. The chaos is unleashed here, you know, there's no check on it. I almost like I'm afraid to breathe almost at that beginning. Ugh. It goes from so soft and tragic and you know, mourning the loss of something innocent to just intense, outright chaos and lamentation, like you know, the, the rending of clothes and you know pulling of hair, you know, how you know 
ancient cultures used to grieve like that, you know, and it's just a complete, uh, you know, loss of, of, of all that is good to these people. And, um, and someone mentioned this uh, in our poll when they were responding to our poll results, and I, I think I've used this analogy before. The choir, especially in Revenge of the Sith, um, throughout the prequels, though, but the chorus is used like a Greek chorus in a Greek play. Mm-hmm. They comment on everything. Yeah. And in Revenge of the Sith in particular, they do it a lot. And, oh, it's used so well. Um Go ahead and bring it back up again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just got really quiet. Sorry. But then Anakin has to sit and realize what he's done and where he's fallen to. Yeah, I think this is also the moment where Obi-Wan's talking to Padme. Oh, no, he's not. No. Um, I think they, they might reuse some of this for when he's talking with Padme um, about the younglings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anakin is the father. Isn't he? So sorry. So sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's rough. <laughs> it is. what i call those <laughs> right so because horns are, um, horns are for the hero and they're mourning the hero yeah Aww. they really are and and the use of battle of the heroes i think is done very well the the placement of duel the fates in this i love mm. um but one other piece that i think it's uh underappreciated um is especially the beginning part of uh, grievous speaks to lord sidious if you could pull that mm, one yeah, up yeah, for yeah. me. Uh, here we go. Yeah, when he's arriving at Utapau. Yeah. This is great. I kind of wish this was Grievous' theme instead of what we got a little yeah. bit. Mm. It's kind of in there, but not fully. I think we yeah we have voices in this too. Yep, they come up here in a minute. Yep. What a fun march too. Yeah. Like keeping with the imperial march tradition. Whoa, there we go. And that's when Sidious shows up on the hologram and. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he has this conversation about uh, getting a new apprentice, one far younger and more powerful. And then we get the best balcony scene in Star Wars. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I I could I could get, dive deep into some of the other tracks here, but those are the two that really you know I 
that stand out to me for one reason or another. And I wanted to bring up uh, Grievous Speaks to Lord Sidious because I think that's an underappreciated track, in my opinion. Um, so, ugh. I think I think Revenge of the Sith is such a good soundtrack, and I love it so much. It's my, it's my number four. Yeah. Can't disagree. It's I, a good I, one. I could talk about the use of the Greek chorus like all day. Just, you know, because, yeah, how you're talking about how they would. Because. In in if you're watching these like Greek tragedies and you're sitting in the far back, you know sometimes you wouldn't even be able to hear the lines that are being spoken on on stage, but you still have to understand what's going on. So they would have like you know this big like Greek chorus, you know, singing out the story basically and singing out the the inner turmoil that's going on and, and why like everything is falling to ruin and just that's it just permeates the prequels just to really underscore that that this whole trilogy is tragedy. Like we're yeah. just going to utterly demolish everything so then our heroes in the OT can clean it all up. <laughs> Right, you know? exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, and they really get to shine in Revenge of the Sith, and oh boy, do they take advantage of that! Oh yeah, um, <laughs> oh yeah. Because this is when it just all comes crashing down. Yeah, John Williams, I think, does some of his best best work in this because he really gets to dive into the tragic aspect of music and does it so well. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and I think John Williams does such a good job because um, as much heat as, as the prequels might take, although that's really diminished over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> um, I will say, and, and again, I don't know all the ins and outs of what John Williams was able to visually see. Well, I mean, I know he got mm-hmm. clips of scenes, but I don't know that he necessarily got like all the dialogue and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think he knew the theme of all of these films. He knew the story it was telling, right? He knew what George mm-hmm. wanted to – he knew the emotion George wanted to encapsulate in these films. And he does a beautiful job of giving all that emotion musically, right? And, and I think anybody, regardless of their feelings of the prequels, right, if, the, if it maybe didn't work for them visually or, or the acting, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's going to knock the soundtrack, right? The, oh, not at all. Musically speaking, John Williams <laughs> – like you said, Jason, especially in Revenge of the Sith, does a great job of just really capturing that emotion of tragedy, that emotion of of all the good things falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. So, good stuff. It is. Now, what's your number four, Carl? Uh, well, so again, I got to give this quick caveat that my number four and my number three was really tough to decide between. And, and I almost want to give them a tie. Um, but I had to, I had to put one over the other. Again, this was kind of like my rogue one, a new hope dilemma. Um, but at number four, I've got return of the Jedi and I absolutely love this score for me. My favorite track in return of the Jedi is Luke and Leia. I love their theme. And I know I've talked about this theme before and in in previous episodes, so I won't say too much, but I love that we get a romantic theme. That's um, well, I guess I shouldn't. I mean, it is romantic. It's in the, that school of romanticism. But yeah. I love that we get a love theme that I guess isn't. Well, I guess it's not romantic. It's 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 this you know right this love of family. Yeah. Um, and it's there's something very mature about it. Um, there's something very wise that these two characters have become their full selves, um, and that's what this theme captures, right? Um, Luke's theme is a very heroic theme. Leia's theme is very beautiful but yet somewhat sad um that we get in a new hope um but this theme is something wise and tried right like in the sense of Mm -hmm. 
it's beautiful sounding, yet it also takes into account all the crap they've been through. Um, right. So I love the Luke and Leia theme in this particular score. Uh, I, I love Parade of the Ewoks. Such, <laughs> such a fun piece of music. Um, and, you know, like you said, Jason, when you were talking about this score, um, the Battle of Endor stuff is so good. And I love specifically the track Battle of Endor 1. Um, but yeah, here we go. This, here's my favorite part. Red leader standing by. Gold ah, leader standing so by. Green leader standing by. Lock as well as attack position. Yeah, so they haven't quite gotten to the trap yet. But I just love, like, there's something very, like, nervous about this music, right? May the yeah. force be with us. Force be with us. <laughs> yeah, right. You it's hold it with How could they be jamming us if they don't know we're coming? <laughs> you know, uh, it's uh, such... Battle of Endor 1 is so good because it, it's got that heightened sense of emotion like oh man there's they're so intense but there's something very nerve wracking in, in that moment because um, <laughs> it's about to all just go right to hell exactly <laughs> you they know like don't they're pumped know up yet. they gotta do what they gotta do but at the same time it's like oh this is gonna hurt oh no <laughs> Yeah, this, this is the last. This is the all or nothing play yeah. for the rebels and, yeah. and they feel it here oh. no you're right um, but here we go. This is great. In Battle of Endor 2, we get our first ever use of a choir in Star Wars, chronologically speaking. First ever use of um, a choir in Star Wars. And it's when... Here we go. Luke goes after Vader. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> oh, does it still yeah, like stir you up inside yeah. the way it stirs me up? Like, oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Uh, I I can about quote the movie to Ooh, these yeah. three tracks. Mm-hmm. I I'm I've watched this film so much that I could quote the movie in time to the beats on the soundtrack with yeah. these three tracks in particular. Yeah. yeah. Oh uh, man! I, just, actually, I, I, oh no, go ahead. Sorry, Katie. Oh, I was gonna say, just yeah, that that use of the choir again. It's for everybody in the back row. If you can't hear what's going on, here's what's going on. Yeah, you know, just singing out so that so that you know, so that you can feel what, what is happening it, inside. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, it's happening absolutely. inside Luke. Right. Yeah. Um, and the uh, internal made external. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This uh, the Return of the Jedi score. 
Um, I mean, the reason the, and I'm going to talk about it in a second when I when we get to our number threes, but, um, and obviously it is basically tied with my number three. But Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi also has that that added advantage of nostalgia, right? I mean, oh, yeah. I've, yeah. I've, oh, yeah. I've, I've lived with this soundtrack my entire Star Wars fandom. Um, I can't tell you how many times I laid out in my front yard hammock when I was a kid reading the Star Wars novels, just blasting the Return of the Jedi soundtrack in my earbuds, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and just in loving every second of it. There, this score is is so phenomenal, um, and there's a lightheartedness to the Return of the Jedi soundtrack that I think is unique from both A New Hope and Empire, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, A New Hope has lots of great, um, powerful themes. They're very hopeful. They're very exciting. There's a lot of adventure to it. Um, Empire, though, things get darker. But then Return of the Jedi, overall, everything is very light. Everything is very um, full circle. And and I, I love the way John Williams composes the Return of the Jedi soundtrack. And I got to give just a quick shout out finally to probably my second favorite track on the soundtrack, um, which is good old Jabba's Baroque Recital. <laughs> I can't get enough of this song. I'm not even kidding with you guys. Like, yes. I love this song. Um, <laughs> folks, folks, uh, I can attest to this. Uh, when we hit it on shuffle, on the Star Wars, you know, playlist that we had going on our drive through uh, San Francisco last year, we hit this track. And Carl was like, "Play it again, play it again, <laughs> play it again," and we repeated it about twice, you know, before he it's... let me move on. Um, <laughs> I just, I love this piece because it's, it's like, it's my favorite piece of music to read to from Star Wars. Again, it's just, it's, it's like space. Uh, coffee shop to the extreme, right? Like this is space Starbucks, basically. Um, and while I'm not like a huge coffee person, I do like coffee houses, and I feel like Jabba's Baroque recital fits in perfectly. Um, yeah, I love this track. I could I could listen to it on repeat for hours, and I have. So like R two wheeling by with drinks, so like a drink table uh, yeah. welded to him, just ah. Uh. Yep. Well, well, I can show you. I can see you're serving drinks, but we are in danger. Um, <laughs> they're going to ask you, ask Luke and if, we're, and if we're not careful, ask too. <laughs> I, wish I, I, love I wish I had your confidence. Um, <laughs> I love the idea of R2 just leading into it. Just all like, I serve drinks now. What yeah. I, I don't care. Uh, whatever. I've been through the Clone Wars. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I've been through a lot. This is perfect. I'm just going to serve yeah. drinks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just no. let him rest. That's why R2 was sleeping at the beginning of The Force Awakens. He's like, I just, I don't know, I need a nap. Guys, I just need to take a quick nap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take um, a quick nap. Three months later. Yeah. <laughs> R2! What? What? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love, I love Return of the Jedi score. So that is my number I, four. We're, we're talking about it, and I'm like, man, I should have had it higher on my list. You know? <laughs> Oh, man, you're tough. telling me it didn't crack top five for me, and I feel bad. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough doing this stuff. You guys know uh, it yeah. really is. <laughs> we're we're at number three, Katie. Yes, Go my for number it. three. Yes, is going to be the Star Wars: The Old Republic soundtrack. Love yes, it. that good MMO, my jam. I still play it. It's such a good game, you guys. <laughs> Oh, yes, this is our main theme. This is called Clash of Destiny. It takes a little while to get cooking. There it goes. It's cooking. (laughs) Coffee's (laughs) 
ruin, fake sizzling. Popcorn's beginning to, to crumple. Here it goes. grab my lightsaber level 60 character and just <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like you could have had the the confrontation uh-huh. uh on Savarine in, Ooh, in solo yeah. with uh with, with Voss and solo and and Kira to this music yeah oh that's exactly it I want to like grab a whole raiding party and then just go you know go take on <laughs> you know a big boss oh my gosh Oh, that's oh, so man. good. What a, what a great, <laughs> great piece. I feel like, oh my gosh, I feel like, yeah, like Han, Kira, Maul, L3, they would, oh my gosh, they would make like an amazing raiding party. Like, oh, it'd be so good. Yeah. There is one person in there that does not fit with the others. What? I don't know what you're talking about. No, okay, no. Maul? In Star Wars, the, the well, that's the thing. In Star Wars The Old Republic, you need like the one, you know, DPS character who's just going to like jump in and start hacking a slash and why everybody else is all like, okay, I'll be on heels. You be on tank. <laughs> Maul's just the useless DPS. <laughs> He waited in the queue for like three hours because you know the queue is just full of DPS and <laughs> no tanks sign up to run the raids. It's just just thirty Darth Mauls. Anyway, anyway, uh, but this soundtrack, oh, this soundtrack is amazing. The sound of the Old Republic is just I can uh, because here's the thing. So in Star Wars: The Old Republic, you travel around from planet to planet, and so every single one of these planets has to sound like Star Wars, mm. but they all have to have their own unique sound. So they mm. need to be a collective whole, but unique in you know in 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 their own way. And it's just the way they pull it off just feels so masterful and so intentional. Um, I'm just gonna go straight for like the cantina music because if you visit a cantina on any given planet, it's not gonna sound the same as a cantina on a different planet. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Which one's this? Remind me? Which one's this? Uh, Run, Kessel, Run. Run, Kessel, Run. Aw, yeah. They all have great names, by the way. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> trying to remember what planet this was i think this is like this is um the the cantina music for like the central hub so this is what you would hear in, in a place where everyone can gather at like a hyperspace you know laneway you know so everybody's parked their ships here and they're all just hanging out listening to the sound <laughs> but then if you go to like um if you go to a planet controlled by the huts uh, then you have a, a much more like casino kind of sound because they're like high rollers and uh yeah do yeah, which one? This is credits where credits are due. Exactly. Oh, this is great. So yeah, like still a cantina sound, but a very different cantina sound. Am I right? Like uh, we it's basically Maroon Five in space. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love the soundtrack. 
This is Lafayette. Oh, right is it there. Especially this part right here. Hold on. Right here. That's Lafayette. Okay. And then they bring it down like a half step, but it's still Lafayette. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's the same thing as the, this is the exact same like progression as Lappy Neck. That's fun. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it's not just uh, the the places that you visit. They also wrote a ton of new themes for uh, for each and every one of the of the player characters. There's eight player characters that you can do in this game, and they all have their own unique story, and they're all amazing. And so they all have their own themes. Uh, those themes, though, are each like five minutes, so they're super long. We probably can't listen to them now, but uh, I don't know. We want to sample one of them, maybe. Yeah, we'll give you good old the Jedi yeah. Knight. Yes, this is the Jedi Knight. It just it plays like a like a Star Wars greatest hits almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This makes me think. You know, this actually, this piece of music makes me feel very much the Rose theme. Oh, nice. yeah. Just something very pure and beautiful about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh love it. Do you want me to grab uh, another well, one? Well, the Jedi, the Jedi Knight story, like specifically, you're supposed to be like this big hero, and you're training, you know, ultimately to take down the Emperor. So they wanted to give you, like, yeah, this really pure Jedi feel, and it really is like, I don't know, this like concentrated, amazing Jedi story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's real good. Oh, I'm gonna uh, say though. Sith I'm gonna music. say though. Hmm? Deception, the Sith Warrior. Yes! I love the Sith Warrior story. Uh (laughs) Give me that Sith content! Yes! (laughs) This sounds a lot like Gustav Holst's um, Mars piece. Yes! Bringer of War. Awesome, Katie. Yeah, I gotta listen to this stuff. Hold up, do me a favor and yeah. pull up. Uh, I think it's villain. The, Sorry, uh, Imperial agent. Yeah, Imperial villainy. Agent. The Imperial villainy, agent. The Imperial agent. Let's grab it. This one is probably my favorite. Uh, like uh, story in the Old Republic. I don't know if it's my favorite sound, but it's real good. Ooh. Yeah, so yeah, that's the thing about the Imperial Age. This story is a spy thriller. Really get it in the theme. You know where I feel like this could easily insert itself to? Rogue right. One. Yes, right? Oh my gosh. Like nope. with Cassian. Even though he's a good guy, but right, there's something a very spyish. Yeah. Yes. I feel like this wouldn't be out of place like on the Death Star, sneaking around the Death Star. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love the Imperial Agent story. 
Wars. Wow. How intense that they have all these different um, themes, too. Yeah, well, yeah, because it's, I mean, you're you're paying for one game. You know, Star Wars The Old Republic is one game, but there are eight games within it because there's eight individual stories being told through these characters. And it's just amazing. I feel like, I feel like the Imperial Agent story would make one heck of a, of a Star Wars movie or a Star Wars novel. I feel like it's a Star Wars story that, that most people need to know, but sadly, like most people won't get to experience because not everybody has 200 hours to sit down and sure. and play the Imperial Agent story, but it's so good. Uh, I had to grab one more. This is called Peace, the Jedi Counselor. Yeah. Uh, I love this one too. harp in the background mm-hmm. oh, so angelic mm-hmm. oh this is beautiful right here yeah oh kidneys oh, i gotta listen to this right <laughs> that's what's cool about the jedi counselor so the jedi warriors or the jedi knights story is very much about being a warrior and coming into your power and you face the emperor so it's very much like the hero's journey while the jedi counselor is about being a peacemaker and about um you can you can instead of uh training in the ways of combat you can train in the ways of healing you know so it, it is yeah much more like angelic sort of sound uh yeah the jedi counselor is rad oh what a cool what a yeah. oh, this is great it's a really good game you guys we, we, we sent carl on a rabbit hole yeah uh, right yeah <laughs> I've I've played the game a little bit a, oh, yeah. a while back. Who's so troll? who did you um, play? I, I started the Jedi Knight and I started nice. the Jedi Counselor. Nice. Um, yeah. So I, I never finished either of them, but I started it's, them. It's pretty so. long. Yeah, like to uh, to finish out one story, you have to get to level fifty, which is like it's seriously like a, a hundred hour commitment. It's it it's a bit of a yeah, it's a bit of a journey, but it's so worth it. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, but listening to the music is making me want to go. Hmm, maybe I should. Maybe I should pick that back up again. See if I can log in into my account. Right. <laughs> Remember my, my account login <laughs> stuff. Now. Um, Where can one go I about getting the soundtrack? I'm just curious. Oh, you can get the soundtrack. Uh, we, 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 you can we, download it. We, we can. I, I can. I can hook you up. Yeah, excellent. I, I've still got. I've still got the files from when I stole it from <laughs> Kyle Baca, so uh, I can hook you up. Don't thank you. Please do. <laughs> I really want to check these out. Sounds awesome. Oh my gosh. We're getting, so we're getting a new chapter for this game uh, next month. So December, I'm so excited. One of my favorite characters is coming back. She's, uh, she's this, uh, she was a Jedi, but then she starts training with a Sith warrior. Um, And, and she's, her name is Jaysa. She's so cool. I just have to go off for a second about how amazing Jaysa is. So Jaysa, Oh. or whatever um but that's the thing is that people aren't really a hard binary uh-huh and so you know people people i don't think are either completely light or completely dark you know how i mean 
Right, right. And when you when you force Jason to live inside that binary, she essentially cracks. So she either goes super dark or super light. You know what I mean? Depending on what you're trying to make her do. Yeah, depend and depending on how you have her kind of look at this power that she has. So either you say people are inherently bad and if they're, you know, if they're pretending to be good, really they're just lying to you because everybody has some selfishness inside them, right? You know, Uh so even the most, you know, altruistic seeming person, you know, still has a drop of, of, um, you know, insincerity inside of them, you know, selfishness and selfish wants, you know, and then so Jace is like, okay, then your true nature is evil and that's just the way the world is. Or, you you know, you push her in the other direction where you're all like, no, the, the truth of the world is, is goodness and light, you know, and, and, you know, darkness, you know, falls away. And so she, then she lives in that binary and just completely like cuts herself off from the world. And so now that Jace is coming back into the game, it's only her dark side self. So if you made her dark side, you get her back because if you made her light side, she has like completely disconnected from the world. And you know, like it's, it's wow. so interesting. It's such a fascinating way to look at that harsh binary between light and dark, you know, that's oh, I'm so excited. That's crazy. You're getting me interested in, in getting back into the game, Katie. So uh, I, might, I might have to do that. You <laughs> so. have to. You, you'd have to play a Sith warrior, though. You'd have to be Sith. Though you can play <laughs> a nice Sith. That's yeah. That's a cool thing. You know, no matter which side you play, you can like. I do not believe the Sith could have returned without us knowing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, getting back on track. We're we're what at number three still? We are yes? at number three, good sir. Okay. Um, I guess we're going to my number three. Uh, that's going to be Leo Le Old Standby, the classic, the original, A New Hope. Um, nice. Oh, my freaking gosh. I love the soundtrack. And uh, I got the chance to see uh, Star Wars at the Symphony over this weekend. Uh, if you watched our, our social media, you saw that. I posted a couple of things. Um, and... Watching the movie with the 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 symphony playing the music right there live was amazing. I loved it so much. Um, they did not play the cantina music that was that was in the film um, uh, itself. Nuts. So <laughs> I know I was a little disappointed, but it, makes but sense. it does. It does. Um, but I I really do love the original soundtrack so much. Um, it it's the foundation for everything. Mm-hmm. Everything's builds from this but it is just so good of itself here we go thank you please i need this punch in the face right now (laughs) here we go start a movie really right. yeah oh i mean holy but i don't know that's not a word but i came out so um <laughs> was, it, was 
wasn't Steve Steven Spielberg like mad after he heard this because he felt like John Williams gave George all the best stuff and <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I would not be surprised if they joked about that. Uh-huh. Uh, right, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I I love so much of this soundtrack. Obviously, there's the Force theme. Princess Leia's theme is beautiful. Um, I do like the Imperial uh, motif that we get. Uh, but some of my favorite stuff. Um, you already played the opening for me, Carl. So I don't need to bring that back up. So thank you. Um, Tie Fighter Attack. Oh, so good. I love the Tie Fighter Attack. Um, and then yes. Let's get there. Already. It's got such a slow burn. Building though. anticipation. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. Gonna do Here it comes. Here they come. There's those wardrobes. Those for the first time, those like those these timpanies right there, you know, war drums. Yeah, <laughs> I just want I want a copy of the soundtrack, except it's just Jason doing all of the <laughs> <"Ta-da>, <laughs> da, 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 like please. A new hope is performed by Jason Boyd Hunt. <laughs> I would crank that in the car. <laughs> like who is this? <laughs> don't worry about oh, don't it. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> And then, of course, you you cannot bring up the the A New Hope soundtrack without the throne room. Oh, oh yes. yeah, you really can't. I mean, you just, oh, you, I you, just went hearing this left. live and going into the end credit. That must have been yeah. chill invoking. What it was? I leaned in, and like, I'm sitting there with my elbows on my knees because we're way up in the balcony. So I'm like, way up there. Down at the orchestra, watch this movie from the sky, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, more! Give it to me more!" I mean, I I almost don't feel like I need to say much else about <laughs> this because this soundtrack literally speaks for itself. The A New Hope soundtrack stands on its own. It speaks for itself. It has stood the test of time as one of the most influential soundtracks in history. Um, not only the way it's performed in the film, but just as a soundtrack on its own. You know, it, it is one of the most influential scores of all time. It deserves that. And I don't need to say much else to convince people otherwise. So, I mean, it's my number three right there laid out for everybody. So there you go. I can't wait to hear that reprised in episode nine because that's going to happen. I'm just, 
Oh, it's gonna be so good, you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I, Mike Cohen, I noticed he made this comment, um, I think, on our Facebook, and mm-hmm. made you know just made the point of like this was you know whether it's your favorite or not, it was the most influential soundtrack of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I don't mm-hmm. disagree with that. It's not my favorite, obviously, but it's definitely the most influential. I mean, this is it, what John Williams did with Star Wars is what the Beatles did to pop music, right? Oh, um, uh, yeah. You know, just yeah. completely redefined soundtrack music um, in such a prolific way. And while it was John Williams who executed all of it, you got to give some level of credit still to George Lucas for having mm-hmm. the vision um of of doing that kind of music because exactly you know, obviously we you know most of us probably know the backstory of how obviously steven spielberg connected john williams and, and george lucas after he did jaws but if you listen to jaws like there's nothing i mean yeah like like it's, it's, <laughs> it's obviously very iconic but there's nothing beyond that there's nothing groundbreaking about the score of jaws i finally watched jaws mm. for the first time ever this summer and obviously thoroughly enjoyed it but i was like this score is nothing that great and it's just because in and yes, it obviously was for its time, but knowing all of what John Williams has given us in the 40 years since, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, Jaws to me is like, it's it's small potatoes compared to what he gave us with Star Wars and Indiana Jones and so many other things, um, you know, yeah. like, and, you know, you, you made that comment, Jason, about how like, or was it you, Katie, that, you know, John Williams... You know, Steven Spielberg gave George Lucas. Oh, right. Time. Yeah, right. Yeah. I can totally yeah, see yeah. that. <laughs> um, but also, George demanded something more than I think. Yeah. Than what John, you know, with Steven Spielberg, he probably was like, I want some really good, intense, scary music. And that's exactly yeah. what John Williams gave him. Well, and the music, the music is the shark right. in Jaws. Yeah. It, because we barely see the shark at all on screen, period, because it didn't work half the time. Um, and, and I got to give a shout out to. The soundtrack show with David W. Collins, oh. uh, his his first foray into John Williams after just a, a, a history of um, episode is Jaws. And he does a great job breaking down everything about this. So check it out. Um, but the music in that is the shark. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's the role it plays with Star Wars. George needed the emotion. He needed the ability to express these grand things that were happening on a galactic scale through music um, that connected it back to people here, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? And so what was required of the music was very different uh, with those two movies. And those two movies really put John Williams on the map. And, well, as they say, the rest is history. Um, Well, I think – And John Williams wrote it, so (laughs) – yeah, well, I think the credit, well, obviously, you know, the credit goes around, but we do need to give credit to George for wanting a modern myth, you know, mm-hmm. that it, it's not, I, I don't just need to, to score, you know, this this movie, I want a big operatic feel to it, I want to... I want to hint at, at something more, I want I want to create a modern myth for for kids, <laughs> Yeah. You know, like it, it was, I think it was always more than just a movie to George. It was an experience. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. All right, Carl, give us your number three. Jason, you know how I said that my number four and number three were kind of tied? Uh-huh. Gotta, I got to be honest. I actually think my number three and my number two are actually more tied. 
I, I think my number three <laughs> Which is... Which was all the more tied. <laughs> I know. It, it, it's definitely pulled away from my number four. Like, Return of the Jedi is phenomenal, but I think this is actually... I do definitely enjoy this more. Um, it's, it's much closer to taking over my number two slot, but it's not quite there yet. But my number three is this beautiful track called Solo. Um, and I love the solo theme. And my and obviously we get this great concert suite right at the top of the album that obviously John Williams wrote and composed. But my preferred version of, of his, his, his the intro of his theme is what we get right at the top of the movie that John Powell kind of reinterprets, um, which is right here um, during these opening credits and him, you know, jumping the speeder. So I'm just going to skip ahead a tiny bit to where it starts to get a little bit. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. It's so good. Oh, man. And, you know, I, I honestly, I'll be completely honest. I did not think that, I, I mean, again, I'd never heard of John Powell and until he was, you know, tapped for doing this soundtrack. And I remember listening to a bunch of his music um, on Spotify just because I had no sense of, of his musical style. I was super unimpressed by everything I listened to. And I was like, okay, this solo music, I'm like very nervous because like I wish they just tapped Giacchino again because Rogue One's perfect and, and I love Giacchino. <laughs> and then you get John Powell giving us this out of nowhere incredibly great score, which is quickly just climbing the charts of my all-time favorite Star Wars music. I mean, to be fair, this movie is quickly climbing to the top of my favorite Star Wars film. Um, it'll not, I don't think anything will ever beat out Empire Strikes Back for me, to be fair. But um, Solo is quickly timing it, climbing the charts for me. I just love this movie. Um, and, and, and thanks in large part to the score. Um, I love the theme that John Williams and – and, and I do really love that it's John Williams that gave us this theme. I, I'm confident with what Powell gives us from his own themes, which I'll get to in a second. He could write a great Han Solo theme. But I love that it was John Williams that they tapped for that because yeah. Han Solo is such an iconic character, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that it's almost just makes sense that you have to go back to the to the OG, right? Like you've got to yeah. go to John or Williams. the OJ. Hey, but original Johnny, yeah, 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 because he's John Powell, yeah, yeah, um, and and and. <laughs> I can't say enough about how much I love the the specific solo theme and right. Just like across the stars is the oxygen attack of the clones. The Imperial March is the oxygen of empire strikes back. The solo theme is the oxygen of solo, which obviously yeah. makes sense. Ray's theme is the oxygen of force awakens. Um, you know, and, and Powell does such a beautiful job of just, you know, inserting it throughout the film. Um, Jason, just I, I wasn't planning on mentioning this, but just because you you kind of talked a little bit about it with your your breakdown of a new hope, um, you know the track reminiscence therapy, which honestly is probably one of my least favorite tracks on the solo soundtrack, only because it is literally just a greatest hits of old Star Wars music, which I got mm-hmm. nothing against, but um, I like the new stuff more than the rehash. 
I love John Powell's interpretation of TIE Fighter Attack. So let me skip nice. to that. All right, here we go. Those freaking drums. So cool. Yes. His percussion is unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. And I don't know enough about percussion instruments to be able to say what kind of drums those are, but um, I love his interpretation of TIE Fighter Attack. It's, I, like, I, I like it more than the original there. I said I don't care. Um, okay, so we have discovered something about Carl here. Ooh. If you want Carl to really love action music, you got to have a good percussion line in it. Ooh, there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we've gotten, you know, we got it again in, in Last Jedi, right? We get it when they're flying through crate, and it's cool, but it, it sounds exactly the same as A New Hope. Um, we obviously get it again in Return of the Jedi when they're flying through yep. Death Star 2. It sounds exactly the same as A New Hope. So I love that Powell takes it and makes it very much his own by adding these percussion elements. And I think it's, it's my favorite incarnation of it. It's, it's fantastic. Um, but just a few other things I want to obviously hit from the solo score. And I know we've talked a lot about this in the past you know eight months i don't really care though um nothing to i mean well except for here we go hold on i went a little too far but that's okay this chewbacca theme with flying with chewy ah it's so good i hate that it's only a minute and a half long it needs to be longer ah ah take me away yeah I, I parsed this out and, and played this specifically for my mom saying, now this is the Chewbacca theme and she fell in love with it when she realized it was its own it's theme. It's so, so beautiful. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And and again, like the first time I saw the movie, I'm like, oh, this is very different for Star Wars. Um, and the same way I remember thinking that with the Master Switch in Rogue One, I was like, this is very mm. different for Star Wars. But it's so perfect. I mean, this is, I can't think of anything else that would be Chewie's theme. Because um, it's just so noble and good and beautiful and freeing, right? Um, ugh, love this track. Love, love, love this track. I love, you know, the incarnations of, of Chewie's theme we get throughout the film. Um, I can't talk solo. And I know, Katie, you, you mentioned it last <laughs> week. But, you know, the Enfys theme here. Yeah! The Marauders <laughs> arriving. Oh, so good. Oh, I went too far. Again, here we go. Get that choir. Oh, these horns here. <laughs> oh, <it's a> <laughs> oh, God, I love that song. Um, I, and the thing is, is I've had the solo. It's literally solo. The soundtrack is the first CD I've bought since Revenge of the Sith, wow. um, which was in 2005. Right. It's been 13 <laughs> years since I bought a CD because why would I, I never listen to CDs anymore? You know, I've got Spotify, yeah. I've got digital music. But I was like, I have to have a, I need a physical copy of this. And it's and my car still has a CD player. So I listen to this still. I mean, this movie's been out for what? Um, eight months. Mm-hmm. Did I do that math right? No, seven months. Seven <laughs> um, months. And for seven months, I've been listening to this score still relatively almost nonstop when I'm in the car. Um, you know, I, I can't remember the last Star Wars soundtrack besides uh, Attack of the Clones where I've done this. Um, and I love it. I absolutely love the solo soundtrack. Um, 
I want to you know give a shout out to the track Lando's Closet where we get the Han and Kira theme, mm-hmm. um, which actually I think I do actually prefer this over Han Solo and the Princess from Empire. Oh wow! Um, wow. wow, guys, I, I freaking love this movie, um, and I love what, this music. What is it about this track in particular that you think touches you so? It's so. That's a good question, Katie. It's hard to it's, answer. I think it, it's because it's got the grandness of Across the Stars in it. That's a good point, I think, Jason. I think it's got the melody of, like, Ahana the Princess, but it's got the romanticism that comes with Across the Stars. And I think that's you know, probably what bumps it up in Carl's estimation. Yeah, I, I, God, you know me so well. Um, I do. I thank know you for you explaining well that for me. And I, I think you're absolutely right. Like, Hansel and the Princess... Um, spoiler, I'll talk about it a little bit later. Um, you know, I, I, of course, love that track. Here we go. I love this middle section right here when she's saying, you know, she's trying to dissuade him. We've got this D, this DS Irae section, right? You know, you don't know what Even I've done. It sounds beautiful. You know, nothing will, you know, nothing would change the way I'm looking at you. Um, oh, Han, you're just so damn good. Yeah. Like, and I think that's what it is. You know, it, it probably matches my own specific naivete. Um <laughs> You know, the Han and the Princess theme, there, there's something more mature about it for sure. Something more endearing. Um, but what I love about the Han and Kira theme is it, it captures that element of, of early love, if that makes sense. Mm. Right? It, and that's exactly what these characters are. They're, they're each other's first loves. They're their first connection, human connections in life that mean anything to one another. Um, and I think that's really what I, I love about this track is that it captures that feeling of, you know, I, I'm sure all of us can remember that first time we fell in love with somebody romantically here. I'm literally speaking mm-hmm. romantically here. The first time you really fall in love with someone, you never forget that feeling no matter where life takes you. You never forget that. And I think that the Han and Kira theme captures that. And, you know, it most nine times out of ten in life that those first loves don't typically last. They sometimes mm-hmm. do. Um, but, yeah. but there's also something beautiful, right? The first time you really learn what love is, it's beautiful and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the Han and Kira theme really captures. And I got to play this real quick, even though I might very well cry. I don't give a crap. Um, it's <laughs> in the track Testing Allegiance where we get the last statement of their love theme as they mm. have their final kiss, even though Han doesn't know it's their final kiss. Um, and here we go. So beautiful. I could literally just start bawling, wow. but I'm not going to. So, and I love the way the piano is played in that because it's very much, you know, kind of a throwback sitting at a, you know, some sort of nightclub or, or piano bar kind of scenario listening to somebody play uh, their heart into something. Yeah. Um, you know, which has that kind of retro, you know, 30s kind of throwback feel that. Uh, Dryden's yacht has, you know, with all the Art Deco and uh, glamour and stuff. So it's yeah. really beautiful. And mm-hmm. and the thing I love about that particular statement too is, is honestly, like 
there was so much of me be going into solo where I wanted a Casino Royale of Star Wars, right? Like Casino mm-hmm. Royale is my favorite James Bond film by leaps and bounds. And and I love the the well it's technically it's it's Vesper's theme, you know, his his love interest theme in, in that particular mm-hmm. uh, movie. And my favorite incarnation of it is while he's holding her dead body and it's this no. and it's played on a like a solo piano and it's beautiful yet so obviously heartbreaking. Right, he's holding the woman who he was gonna give give up his spy life for. Like he finally found love, um, mm. and you know, it's his first love, right? Um, and this is that moment in Solo where I got exactly what I wanted. Um, it, it's Solo's the first Star Wars movie since Disney's taken over where it, it gave me everything I wanted, even if I didn't know I wanted it. Um, yeah, yeah. And and obviously that's intensely personal. Like I, I don't expect mm-hmm. that to be true for everyone. Um, and I can understand why it's not everyone's favorite, but for me, it was the most intensely personal experience I've had with Star Wars, and I don't know how long, maybe ever. Um, yeah. And in that moment with that solo, pe- and that's what I love. And that the way I interpret that int- incarnation of the theme is, it starts off with this solo piano, because Han solo again, right? So he thinks, yeah. but then as the strings come in, which obviously heighten the emotion of the moment, it's also the strings come in to fill out the fact that he's not alone because now Kira is doing her final act of love for Han by saying, you need Chewie, um, right? So she leaves him with somebody so that he's not solo. And I love that the strings come in in that moment because just as, as Han is giving the last bit of his love to her, she's also giving her last bit of love to Han. Um, and that's the thing. I don't think they ever stop loving each other. You know, mm-hmm. even even thinking to the OT, I bet you in some small way, of course, Han still loves Kira. Um, you know, I don't think he'd leave Leia for her. It's nothing like that. <laughs> but of course, he's going to always love her in the same way that I'm always going to love the first person I fell in love with. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's going to it's forever different now. And I can certainly fall in love again. But you never stop loving that first love, in my opinion. So, yeah. And, and it, that's uh, that music is just so good. And yeah. Uh, I love the solo score. I, sh- I shall so- be saving thoughts. On the solo <laughs> I was hoping you might. Yeah, there's so many other tracks too. Obviously, I'd I'd shout out, but I again, I, I got to get back to my my mini episodes on Patreon on the solo breakdown. <laughs> I freaking love this score. So it is my number three, hotly contested for number two. So, <laughs> um, so let's get into the number twos. Oh wow! Yeah, we're getting up there. <laughs> Here we go. Moments yeah. of truth. Uh, again, what you got, my- Katie? Again, my my theme is new sound, and one of the newest sounds is Force Awakens. Nice. That that nice. soundtrack was like Star Wars is back, and it's exactly what you remember, but it's like nothing you've ever heard. And just that soundtrack blew me away. Of course, you know, race theme blew me away. Everybody, you know, we always talk about how much we love race theme. Um, the uh, the March of the Resistance is much loved around here. <laughs> oh yes, you know it. <laughs> oh, them Jedi steps. Is there was there any more perfect way to end that movie than with like the Jedi steps? Like that 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 feeling of you know looking for the mysterious. Where in a lot of ways we came to Force Awaken looking for Star Wars again. We're looking mm. for that feel of like innocence and childhood and all those things that Star Wars makes us feel. You know, we came to this movie looking for that, and I feel like that's what the Jedi Steps gives to us. And then, of course, I love Kylo's theme. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. I. 
Uh, I feel like I'm going to love it even more, like, after nine, like, whatever direction his character goes and his theme, like, finally rounds out. I feel like I'm just I'm just going to love it even more. But, of course, you know, Force Awakens is, is where this all comes from. It's the beginning. It's, it's, hey, we have a new trilogy. We have a new story to tell. But it's just a small piece of a larger story that we're telling. And it's, it's perfect. The Force Awakens soundtrack is perfect. I'll fight you on that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Trying to find a good. They need to like just a. They need a concert suite of his theme, although it's hard to because it's so short. Right. Uh, episode nine. I'm telling you. Nope. That's not it either. Come on, give us Kylo's theme. Kylo Run rides at the battle. Here we go. so good i love i love it it's so simple and yet it fills the room exactly and i feel like i again i feel like i'm gonna love it after episode nine because you know this is very much the first step you know kylo wants to feel like like he's completely in control and, and he's like i know who i am now and this is my path and i'm certain about it but that's not that's not it this isn't who he is and the whole sequel trilogy is about you know these young people trying to find out who they are you know much like luke and much like anakin and padme you know it's it's all of these stories are about these people figuring out who they are and so of course kylo's theme is incomplete because he doesn't know who he is yet and he's making those choices and following that path you know and and when he is complete i feel like his theme will be complete Mm -hmm. but but it all starts here every journey has a first step and this is this is where our journey begins. This is where the fun begins. Nice <laughs> trailer reference there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that had its 20th anniversary recently. I know, and I like cried about it a lot. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, are, are you done expounding on The Force Awakens? Yeah, for now. I'm glad, I'm glad, we, I'm glad we mentioned uh, Phantom Menace because that's my number two. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Boom. Um, I mean, do I need to say much about this soundtrack? Probably not, but I'm going to anyways. Um, <laughs> it is, uh, aside from the original, it is one of the most complete mm. new sounds that we get out of Star Wars. Um, because it totally takes what we thought we knew about Star Wars and the, the, the soundtrack, the sounds that we knew about Star Wars, and says... But wait, there's more. And it gives us a totally different sound that still fits with everything else. Um, and really the, the biggest part of that is adding in the chorus mm. uh, in a very prominent role. So let's just start things off with a little bit of Duel the Fates, please. Oh, yes. Uh, and it's so ah. good. <laughs> and I love the fact that this is one of the pieces that gets, uh, you know, pulled and referenced mm-hmm. uh, throughout the prequels. It is dominant, not in the way that Across the Stars was in uh, Attack of the Clones, but it is very prevalent in The Phantom Menace, and deservedly so. It is one of the most <laughs> iconic pieces of Star Wars music, period. Um, 
and rightly so in my opinion. Um, there's so much good stuff that I, I that I love in this soundtrack, and I love listening to this soundtrack. But I, I'm only going to re- restrict myself and highlight a few other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to just throw out uh, Anakin's theme. It's not my favorite, but I know people love it, and I know yeah. it, and it, it is very beautiful. Um, but you know me, I'm an action guy. You are. I'm an action guy. Um, can we, on the extended soundtrack, hit uh, Qui Gon and Darth Maul meet? Yes. Oh God, I hate that. That this is tracks, from yeah. Okay. Qui-Gon. The confrontation on Tatooine. Yes. All right, hold on. My ultimate edition is so messed up on this computer. But that, actually, to be real quick um, with you, Jason, because talking about Phantom Menace, obviously, right? We get the first initial release of the score, but then we get this ultimate edition, which I'd still love for all of the movies. Um, yes, and I'm. I I typically listen to this one more than the original release because I want all the music at once. <laughs> Sorry, I'm struggling hard to find this. Hold on. Um, where the heck are you? Qui-Gon meets... Oh, okay. Here we go. There we go. That Darth Maul theme. Ooh. Yes! Katie is having a great time. <laughs> I think they say Korra. Katie Orr. Katie Orr. Katie Orr. Oh my god, it's Darth Maul. Yes. 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 piece and i love this piece because not only is it an action-packed piece of music that just gets stuck in my head and i love it but it also has the darkness the creeping darkness is coming in mixed with that innocence that we have all throughout the phantom menace you know with anakin and and padme to uh, a lesser extent um and jar jar of course is a huge innocence factor in in the phantom menace as well um but it has kind of all that smack dab in a piece that's less than two minutes long that takes place in the middle of the movie, you know, and it, it's oh, it's so good. Um, <laughs> but of course, the one thing I cannot ever forget from the Phantom Menace is the piece that highlights the title of this movie to the the core, and that is Augie's Grand Municipal Band, which is one <laughs> of the most exciting, awesome pieces of music. But it's the Emperor's theme flipped on its head. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine me throwing flower petals. Getting my foot caught in a stirrup. Yeah. Oh gosh. Great. What a great track. Uh, It's so good. (laughs) 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 Oh man. 
my gosh. It's so good. And I love it. It's so exciting and happy and peppy. And, you know, uh, we don't get a lot of, like, celebration pieces of music. Um, we obviously get the throne room at the end of A New Hope. Uh, but this is one of the other few celebrations we actually get in the saga. And it is so fun and amazing and exciting. Beautiful. Ah. <laughs> and then you start digging into it and you're like, oh God, that's sinister as heck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. You got the children singing an inverted version of the Emperor's theme. And you're like, oh. Oh, we're celebrating the rise of the Sith. Yay. Yeah. That's yeah. not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's bad, right? <laughs> So, yeah. oh man, I, there's so much more I could say about the Phantom Menace, but I, uh. well, you know, you think about Augie's Grand Municipal Band, Great Municipal Band, excuse me, um, and <laughs> contrast that a little bit with like the Victory Celebration Return of the Jedi, um, which I was remiss to mention while talking about that track because that score because it's Do. a beautiful piece, um, and as with most of the folks that voted in for Return of the Jedi, I too prefer the victory celebration in special edition over Yubnub. I love Yubnub, but I think the victory celebration is a far better piece to end cool. the trilogy with. Yes. Right. Think about that victory piece compared to Augie's, right? Augie's is, it's fun. There's it's steeped in this kind of just joyful, innocent feeling yet at its core, it's sinister. We just don't know it. Mm-hmm. Whereas right. the victory celebration is heroic, but clearly after going through hell. Right. Mm. Right. Like the heroism yeah. that is achieved in Phantom Menace is certainly heroism, but it's not complete. Right. Um, there's still something rotten at the core, whereas victory celebration return of the Jedi is there's a wholeness to it, but they've gone through hell. Everyone, everyone is taking a breath. Yeah. Mm. They're, you know, they're, they're sitting down they're taking that breath going, we did it. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, um, Jason, don't worry. We can keep talking about Phantom Menace because it's also my number two. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, like I was saying earlier, uh, it's, you know, and that's the thing. When when you talk about these these soundtrack albums, um, especially for all the original trilogies, I'm talking about the special edition releases that came out, you know, shortly after the special editions, those two CD sets where we got every minute of music plus extended music. Um, I love how we got that for Phantom Menace. Um, and then they never gave it to us for Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Now, you and I are fortunate enough that somebody sent us those um, through the podcast, which has been great having. Um, but I want that for Force Awakens and Last Jedi. And I want that for Solo. Um, I was watching Solo tonight, and there's the scene when Han is trying to convince Beckett and um, Vale to take him with him, to take him with them. Um, you know, and they're saying, like, what's a fancy flyboy like you do down in the mud? The music under that is beautiful, but that's nowhere on the soundtrack. I want that piece of music. I mean, it's probably 30 seconds long, but I don't care. Yeah. I want that piece of music. It's beautiful. Um, and that's the thing. Like, I want these extended soundtracks for the rest of the, um, the prequels. But um, Phantom Menace is easily my second favorite although well, i shouldn't say easily because it solo is starting to give it it's a run for its money <laughs> but um i love phantom menace and while jason was quick to just kind of toss it out there and move on i shall not my oh, favorite no. piece of my favorite track on this album is anakin's theme it's so good 
It's so good. Thank you, Katie. It's and, and uh, Jason did just step away to go to the bathroom really quick. Sorry, everybody. Behind the scenes, hey, um, but uh, so he can't defend himself. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I love this this track because. I think in the most full way, it captures that feeling of Phantom Menace, which is that of mm. innocence and goodness. Um, and Anakin's theme perfectly captures those feelings. Um, and I love it. And, you know, also John Williams crafts this track beautifully. Um, and obviously, you know, on the score, it's, it's a concert piece. So we get it in a fuller way than we ever get it throughout the film. Um, but towards the end of it, right, when he starts to, um, let me see if I can find that moment, where he kind of melds it beautifully into, here we go, he melds it into the Imperial March, mm. right here towards the end of it. Yeah. So, again, I don't know enough about musical notation and theory um, to be able to say, like, how these notes blend in, but they clearly do. I mean, you can hear it. It's not like it's a forced thing. Um in the same way that Ray's theme beautifully meshes with Luke's in the Force theme at the end of Force Awakens. You know, John right. Williams knows what he's doing. Um, oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. yeah, I love Anakin's theme because it's in that one track. I mean, if, if this if I could only listen to one track from Phantom Menace, it would be Anakin's theme because mm-hmm. it captures the feeling of the music, the movie beautifully in the sense that it tells us the story in one simple piece of music. It tells us the story of how the galaxy is inherently good and innocent and pure. But then at the end, we get this creeping in menace, right? We get this creeping in Imperial March. And um, that's the story of Phantom Menace, that all this goodness is going to come to an end. Um, the other track I love off the soundtrack is Jar Jar's theme and Swim to Otogunga. <laughs> I love it. It's so fun. Yes. Oh, um, thank goodness. The Swim to Otogunga is... Uh, uh. It's so, so beautiful. Um... And, uh, yeah, I, again, it's more I love you. <laughs> you almost got us killed. Are you brainless? I speak. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Now get out of here. No, no, Misa, stay. Misa called Jaja Binks. Misa, your humble servant. That won't be necessary. Oh, but it is. She's demanded by the gods it is. I know. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> Hello, Google. Now hurry before more droids show up. Or, or did you speak? All right. No, you're not gonna keep going. Come and on. Squeeze okay. Squeeze me. At the most safest place, we'll be Gunga City. Is where I grew up. Tis a hidden city. City. Uh huh. Can you take us there? Uh, on second thought, no, not really. No, no. No. It's embarrassing, but uh, my afraid might have been banished. Might have forgotten. The bosses would do terrible things to me. Terrible things of me going back there. Do you hear that? Yeah. That is the sound of a thousand terrible things heading this way. If they find us, they will crush us, grind us into millions of pieces, and blast us into oblivion. <laughs> ah, user point is well seen. This way, hurry. <laughs> God, I love you, Jason Hunt. End scene. End scene. But yeah, the you know as they're swimming to Otto Gunga, oh, mm-hmm. so beautiful. Um, oops. Yeah, that choir, right? Again, something angelical, angelic about these voices. Serious. Um, 
so beautiful. Um, oh, gosh. And it's something you've never seen before. You know, you get an yeah. underwater city. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Um, I remember that a- that whole summer swimming at the, the neighborhood yeah. pool. I was finding Otaganga. Oh yeah. Oh, 100%. Oh, that's what I love. That's what I love about Star Wars is that like, you know, I, I didn't believe there could be a city in the clouds until I saw it. And I didn't believe that there could be a city underwater until I saw it. Like Star yeah. Wars just brings those things to life in a way. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. And, and I will say that some of, you know, when I'm listening through the ultimate edition, my favorite pieces actually are all that middle section. And, and Katie, I love the way you phrased this not too long ago when we were just generally talking about Phantom Menace and how everything on Tatooine, the stuff in Moss Espa, we feel like we're at home, right? Specifically, mm-hmm. like we literally invited into Anakin and Shmi's home. Yeah. Um, and there's something about those moments in Phantom Menace that make us feel at home as an audience. Yeah. And, yep. and I, I it just, you're, you're just, it's something so simple, but you're so right. Just putting that simple fact forward and that the music in all of those scenes is my favorite musical moments of Phantom Menace. I mm-hmm. love those tracks on the ultimate edition. Um, basically everything, um, in the middle of this movie. Um, I just want to give a couple more quick shout outs. Uh, I love the track, the flag parade. Yes! Yes! So fun. <laughs> Just real quick. I know, and he's like wobbling ah. the whole way. It's so great. So great. Jason, real quick, can you give me a um Hello Boyos? Hello, Boyos. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. Um but yeah, I, I I love the flag parade piece. It's so good. Um, well, I mean, it, it's, it, it is exactly like you would get at some sort of like big sporting event like this, mm-hmm. you know, like a big mm-hmm. chi- the the pod race is the chariots scene from uh, was it Ben Hur? Um, is it is it is that Ben Hur? The old the classic play movie. I, think I know what you're what talking is. about. I don't know the name though, but yeah, but like yeah, the, I, the I Roman chariots. Yeah, yeah. There, there is a <laughs> big chariot race, and they did this on stage with a like a you know a conveyor belt kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, and then of course they had a big sequence for the movie when they did it with um, when it was like a four-hour movie but um you know that that's what this is and so you got this big you know triumphant trumpet sounding entrance to this big event and it's just i mean we get this stuff when we when we come into our football games they've got the, yeah. the intro music playing yeah. and everything and actually if you listen to nbc the classical music that they have written by john williams what Amazing. did not know that uh, uh, and we got Anakin Skywalker, the local boy. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) There's not a single second of the Phantom Menace that I don't just love with my whole heart. Such a great movie. Um, I'm going to give, I want to just give one last shout out for Phantom Menace's score. And I think mainly because it's an essential piece to grounding out the prequel trilogy and that's the funeral music um, that we get for Qui-Gon and then of course we get it for Padme um, and uh, you know, somebody called this the uh, 
Amazing Grace of the prequel trilogy or something like that. Um, but you know, which I think what is wildly important, even at the end of Phantom Menace, where ultimately good seems to prevail, we do get this very mournful choir, right? That's mourning the death of our of our hero, and this is the track that closes out the trilogy, really. Right? Yeah, I mean, we do get that final statement of Leia and Luke's theme in Revenge of the Sith. But before that, as Vader rises, um, as he walks out onto the, you know, um, bridge of the um, Star Destroyer to watch the construction of the Death Star, this is what's playing, right? It's this very mournful music, you know. Mm, always two there are. A master <laughs> and apprentice. But which was destroyed, the master the apprentice. Well, let's zoom in and show you. <laughs> yeah, let's just zoom in on Palpatine's face. No reason. And no then, reason. And then literally uh, go into Palpatine's theme, but in a major key. So <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> no big deal. So yeah. I, I I love the Phantom Menace score and, and I've it, you know, it, it it it'll be tough for Solo to beat it out in some ways, but um yeah, I, I think for the stages of life that I've been in as a Star Wars fan, Phantom Menace was as of right now, the second longest soundtrack I listen to on repeat. Um, of course, my number one will beat that out, but uh, we'll get to that in a second. So that being said, let's get into our number ones. Katie, I'm very curious what your number one is. Obviously, it's the Phantom Menace. Obviously. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I sure hope. I sure Yeah. <laughs> We all just did a round of Phantom Menace here, folks. <laughs> it's an amazing score. Oh my gosh! I sure hope I sure hope nobody wants off this Phantom Menace train because this train <laughs> makes no stops. No. <laughs> just Welcome. keeps on a chugging. <laughs> Welcome to the Phantom Menace conveyance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I I I can't really pull out any tracks uh, that you guys haven't mentioned already. This whole soundtrack it is number one for me because I just enjoy the whole thing. I listen to this you know soundtrack with a huge smile on my face. Um, obviously, Duel of the Fates is my favorite. Um, it's just track of all time. Just it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> but uh, Jason, you were talking earlier about watching or listening to uh, A New Hope live. Yes. Oh my gosh. The closest I have to compare is um, this past uh, May the 4th, I was at Disneyland and they had a special Star Wars party and a special Star Wars fireworks show. Fireworks shows at Disney are legit. They are. Like, they like are. Oh my gosh. They are a spectacle. And the big the big like finale of it was duel of the fates and it was oh my gosh there were pyrotechnics going off and like because you know the, the the music is playing all around you like i was just surrounded by duel of the fates and like you know there's fireworks shooting off in the sky and then like the big columns of flame shooting up behind the castle like darth maul's just gonna burn disneyland to the ground ah <laughs> uh, it was uh it was so cool and and just it doesn't it doesn't quite hit you the way it does when it's played live, does it? Like, oh, oh my god, yeah, nothing. Oh does. my gosh, nope. I love I, Jewel of Fate. <laughs> I, I will say my favorite uh, on the subject of fireworks show. Slight tangent. Yeah. Favorite fireworks show I ever saw was Disney Epcot's uh, Christmas fireworks show that I saw several back in two thousand nine. Oh, it man. was so good. Uh, so yeah, to kind of like, this, yeah. 
It was over the lake, and it was like nine minutes long. Oh um, yeah, oh yeah, they get long if they're doing like a big celebration. Yeah, they could be like you know fifteen twenty minutes even. Like they get pretty lengthy. Um, yeah, to kind of lean into the fireworks discussion a little bit. Um, I uh, um, I was there for Disney's sixtieth uh, anniversary. And uh, and the fireworks special they had it ran for like a whole year. It was so good. Um, they played uh, "Let It Go," and <laughs> Elsa's castle was projected up on the Matterhorn, that big like icy mountain that they have at Disneyland. Uh-huh. So her castle just like you know, kind of like it, it looked like magic, like it, it magically grew. And then uh, and then it started snowing, like just in the middle of Disneyland. It was snowing. It was so beautiful. It was magical. And then, like, you know, of course, all the fireworks are going off. Like, ah, oh, Disney cool. does fireworks right. And when they did Darth Maul fireworks, I just, I, like, I, I ascended. <laughs> <laughs> to new heights. You were all yes. like, I'm coming to you on Dathomir. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Ah, uh, Kira, so relatable. I, too, would <laughs> launch my house into space to go hang out with Darth Maul. Like. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, oh, well. no, favorite favorite soundtrack easily hands down. Yep. Oh, that swim to Otoganga though. I can't I can't talk about that one enough. That's great. <laughs> it's a great. Piece. It just yeah. It feel it just feels so mysterious, and I feel like like yeah, like I'm discovering this ancient undersea you know world almost. You know, like yeah. it's been, it's been hidden away. You know, it's a hidden city. Yeah. Like uh-huh. it just yeah, <laughs> and the music just underscores that like. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, the like the discovery of it, you know? Like I'm being let in on this secret almost. It's so good. It is so good. The Phantom Menace, you guys. The Phantom, the Phantom Menace. Menace. Oh my gosh. Can I oh real quick, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Story time. So, um, it, you know, Thanksgiving just happened, so I was hanging out with a bunch of people I don't usually see. Um, not, not family, just like, you know, extended friends and stuff, you know, and, uh, you know, we started talking about Star Wars and I'm actually like trying to convince them to go watch the Phantom Menace and they're all like, no hard pass on watching the Phantom Menace. And I'm like, you guys, it's so good. You don't understand. And and I go, can I tell you a quick story? And they're all like, okay. And so I said, well, you see, turmoil has engulfed the galactic (laughs) (laughs) The tra- taxation of trade routes is in dispute. I did not get far before they figured out what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's impressive. I don't think I could recite any of the opening crawls, oh, which is just, sad. The only one I've got is The Phantom Menace and then the beginning of TFA. Luke Skywalker has vanished. Sure. That's all I've got. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all I've got. <laughs> I, I, I can give you bits and pieces of most of them, but I couldn't give you a complete scroll. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I'm just like, get me to the story, get me to the story, get me to the story. I mean, Revenge you know. of the Sith's first word is easy because it's war with like war! five war! points. So. Oh, so good. <laughs> uh, if we're not careful, we're just going to keep talking about the crawls, which I could do all we day, could. honestly. And we will uh, at some point. We yeah. think we need to at this point now. but We should, yeah. We yeah. should talk about the crawls on an episode. That's a great idea. Wow. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, that being said, I suppose we should move into my number one. Um, m- number one and number two for me, I didn't mention this earlier, could flip. Um, but this is where they stand at the moment. Um, so Phantom Menace could have been my number one, but it's not. Uh, interestingly enough, though, my number one doesn't really have a crawl at all. Um, hit me up with that uh, solo thing. <laughs> uh, there it is. 
not about the movie and about just the soundtrack listening experience. I was like, this has to be number one for me right now. I have not listened to a soundtrack as much as I have in such a small amount of time all the way through repeatedly as this. You know, normally I skip around. I skip around. I hit my favorite stuff and I'm like, oh, we're good here. We're good there. You know, all this stuff. And I'm like, yes. You know, when I get to that, and I, you know, I'll, or I'll have my playlist with my favorites on it or something like that. If I start the solo soundtrack, I have to finish it. Mm. <laughs> it is one of the best listening experiences for an album for any soundtrack I have, mm. um, not just Star Wars. So I had to have this as my number one. Um, the, of course, you know, having. The solo theme being written by John Williams is fantastic, and the fact that John Powell was able to take that theme and build an entire world around that, you know, with with music and everything, was fan flippantastic. I mean, I would tell you, um, Carl, to just start with "Flying with Chewie" and end with "Chicken in the Pot" because <laughs> um, yeah, that that like, is a great. I, those those tracks are so good. That's my favorite section of this yeah. soundtrack. You, you start with flying with Chewie, then you hit the train heist, you got the Marauders arrive, end with Chicken in the Pot. That is like the perfect chunk of the soundtrack. And it's like almost a fifth of the soundtrack. So, you know, but... Um, some quick, lists, uh, some quick uh, uh, shameless promotion here. That's what I've gotten up to on our Patreon episode. So if you're interested in my breakdowns of those tracks, just head over to Patreon. There you one, go. One buck gets the access, y'all. So. Plug, plug, plug. Plug, plug, plug. Um, <laughs> oh, but I love this soundtrack so much. The uh, If we hit um, the the train heist, I love the, the part when we first hit the train and you got Beckett's motif going. Um, and then, of course, this also has my favorite rendition of the Imperial motif that we got in A New Hope. Oh yeah, it's Becca's theme. What's the gang's thing? I mean, this sounds like a train heist. Yeah, listen to those drums, guys. <laughs> John Powell knows how to play percussion, friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're like, are those drums gonna relent? No, <laughs> no, no, they're gonna no. be fantastic. Exactly. Even uh, here. It's still going. <laughs> if you can skip ahead yeah. a little bit and uh, find when you know the stormtroopers arrive um, on that, I'd appreciate it. Yeah. Here they are actually arriving, but it's not the theme yet. Hold on. It's almost there. Oh, there's the drums. Here it is. My favorite rendition of that motif. I love it. So drums don't um, hurt, do they? <laughs> so good. Um, it's about the only time you see the Imperials in this, you know, in any mm. real threatening way. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, that's okay for me. But yeah, no, that that whole section there, I love it, and the theme is fantastic. And I waffle back and forth constantly as to whether or not I like John Williams' take or John Powell's take better on Han Solo's theme. Mm. You know, it, they're and it depends on my mood. 
Um, or depends on which one I'm, I happen to be listening to at the moment, honestly. Like if I if you start me off with John Williams, I'm like, yes, I love this one more. And then we hit the next track <laughs> and we hit John Powell. I'm like, no, I love this one more. Uh, seriously, that's the way my mind goes with the theme of for Solo. You know, Duel of the Johnnies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just have both. Thank you. Um, and the fact that we have both of them on this is just, you know, a saving grace for me. Um, but I... I love this soundtrack so much. And like I said, it is one of those things when I start it, I have to finish it. I can't, Mm. even if I have to pause and come back later, I have to pick up where I left off, you know, there we go. (laughs) I'm just letting you finish it. So (laughs) (laughs) thank you. Um, Uh, so it, it, it is, it is one of the things I, I've never had that compulsion with another soundtrack before. And so that's why this is my number one. You know, it, it is on its own as a soundtrack listening experience. Nothing beats solo for me. Mm. Nothing. No, you know, regardless of if it's Star Wars or not, nothing beats solo for me at this point. So that's why that's the only reason it's number one for for me. So um, although it is still pretty high on my my list of soundtracks even you know with the movie included um so just probably not as good as phantom menace if you include the film so <laughs> although it's getting up there oh, just saying <laughs> so uh, I, I mean they both have darth maul so I, okay i'm not that mad <laughs> Uh, oh, like I said, you know, uh, like I said, Phantom Menace and Solo are very close for me, you know, when it comes to the soundtracks. Um, my whole top three is pretty close, um, although one and two are slightly set apart from the third. So uh, but yeah, I, I love I love this so much. And John Williams and John Powell, one of the best collaborations in soundtrack history, and and I I better see them on the uh, the Oscar nominations because uh, if not, I, there's going to be hell to pay. Uh, <laughs> oh, whatever. The Oscars don't like you know fun movies anyway. They only I like know, pretentious they don't. I know they films. Don't, so but who John cares? <laughs> Williams needs another. You know, he needs another win. Yeah, uh, he hasn't gotten a well, he win. Won't, in he wouldn't get decades. one for this though. Anyway, technically, John Powell would. He's just a collaborator. Well, uh, so yeah. they're they're co-writers on it though. They're hmm. collaborators on one track, right? So nothing oh. else did John Williams do on the soundtrack. I guess it just depends on how it's credited. Yeah, I I I feel like if an Oscar was won, it'd be it'd go to Powell. I don't know that Williams Probably. would get it. You know, um, John Williams would let him keep it because you know, he's like, got a couple. Of to be completely honest, and I don't mean to he's come like across nice as guy. a jerk, but the fact that. The fact that Last Jedi got a nod last year, which, again, I think is the weakest of the scores, and that's my opinion. The fact that that got a nod, if Solo doesn't, I do find that kind of obnoxious. I don't expect it to win because, again, the Oscars Mm -hmm. suck, in my opinion. I don't never – most Oscar films I give two craps about, to be honest. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's all sorts of issues with the Oscars in my book. Yeah. But be that as it may, I mean, if – Again, I feel like anything John Williams does will get a nod because he's John Williams. And it, not to say that it's not deserved because it certainly is. Last Jedi deserved to be nominated. Um, I don't know what won that year. I know it, Last Jedi didn't. Um, I, I, again, I think Last Jedi is the weakest of all the soundtracks. Um, and that's not to say it's bad. But 
I really hope Solo gets a nod, even if it doesn't win, because again, it won't. But just to get a nod, I think is important. Um, yeah. I, I'm trying to remember if Rogue One did. Do you guys know? It did not. I don't believe it did. Let me okay. double check that while we talk. But, if it didn't, um, I guarantee Solo doesn't then either. Um, yeah, but, I feel like Rogue One was so strong. Yeah, Rogue One's phenomenal yeah. too. Um, yep. So, yeah, I I don't know. I I feel like did G- Giacchino might have won the Oscar for the soundtrack for Up. Um, oh I think yeah, he did. Yeah, um, again, well deserved. One, the only the only nominations Rogue One got was best best visual effects and best sound mixing. Okay, nothing. Yeah. All right, that's fair. Um, I don't even know that Solo will get nominated for anything, which, again, would not surprise me. Um, but what the hell do the Oscars know? They like stupid movies, so <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, the uh, only thing that I have really agreed with them the last couple of years was Best Actor um, with uh, Gary Oldman in The Darkest Hour, which is his mm. uh, Winston Churchill movie. Sure. That was phenomenal and gary oldman did an amazing job of becoming winston churchill so uh, that's the only thing in like the last five six years that i really care that they've actually gotten right um so (laughs) i I mean when they gave heath ledger the uh best supporting actor for joker and dark knight yeah that's they definitely finally did that right but i guarantee had heath ledger not died he wouldn't have gotten it um, mm, and again, right. not because he didn't deserve it, because he definitely did. But again, it was they don't like fun movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they don't. They don't well, like fun superhero movies. And, movies yeah. Science fiction movies are not taken seriously by the Academy. They just yeah. aren't. Right. You know, well, I was honestly kind of surprised Carrie Fisher didn't get a nod for supporting actress because oh, she had passed. Like, and, and again, yeah. I, not that she wouldn't deserve a nomination for that. Um, but again, they tend to be very, you know, generous, performative. To, performative right yeah yeah they want to make themselves look good you know Mm -hmm. heath ledger i think would have gotten the nod regardless of his passing but he got the win i think because of his passing and yeah that performance well deserved and he should have won it because how many other supporting actors do you remember from movies that year i can't think of zero um yeah you know the same year star wars in 1977 lost the oscar for best picture what the hell won it who knows and who cares right (laughs) like the oscars need to get out of their pretentiousness and understand that mass market movies that hit the hearts of millions are important right Mm. and like that's my biggest that's my biggest qualm with pretentious art is yeah. I'm not saying That's it's just, not good because I'm sure it is. It's not for me and it's not for a lot of people. Um, there's something to be said, though, for a movie that moves millions and mm-hmm. nothing does that like Star Wars does, you know. Um, so this the pretentious, you know, uppity nose like I just, I, I just hate the Oscars so much. So it was Annie yeah, Hall. A- Annie Hall beat. <laughs> Oh, sure. Star Wars what the hell's that picture. movie? Who gives a flying, <laughs> you know, who gives a flying crap? Because it's probably garbage. Um, I just feel like, yeah, I'm not into like the award show genre. It really, right. it really is a genre. You know, it's not. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, right. I didn't no, mean. I didn't mean to be a jerk there for a second. I'm. I'm sure there's lots of people listening who love Oscar movies, and and I have loved <laughs> some of the movies that have gotten Oscars, but oh, yeah. overall, I just find it. You know, it's they're all like highbrow pretentious movies that i don't care to watch so yeah 
Yeah. Well, see, like for me, I, I care a lot about animated films. Like I care a lot and I care about animation like as a medium. But then yes. it, a lot of times the Oscars, they have an animation category, but it always feels like they don't care about recognizing, um, you know, talent or achievements in storytelling or achievements in animation. They, they more often than not. Um, the people who vote for the Oscars in the in the animation category, they they don't even watch all the films. They mm. just give it to the one that they know the best or was directed by Hayao Miyazaki because he's a you know big name in animation. So they're like, oh, I know that name. Vote for that one. They don't even watch the films. They don't take it seriously. So so I know exactly what you mean. I understand that frustration. Where, there, yeah, I think there's some attempt to try and change some of that because there was mm. a Vanity Fair article mm. that was talking about the Christopher Robin movie. Right. Um, and they said there was an Oscar winning performance in this movie and it wasn't Ewan McGregor. Mm. We were talking about Winnie the Pooh, mm. uh, who is voiced by Jim Cummings, a normal everyday yeah. run at the mill, yeah. uh, working voice actor. So, you know, I was like vanity, vanity fair wrote that. So maybe, wow. maybe there's some change. Going. Gr- Sorry. Oops. Oops. Stupid, <laughs> stupid ads. Um, I was I was just looking up really quick. Um, Empire Strikes Back at the Oscars. It did Ooh. it did win an Academy Award for Best Sound Mixing, which is like a throwaway award in my book. Oh, doesn't that's even, cool though. But it doesn't even that's... look like it was. Wait, um, yeah, the only other Academy Award it was nominated for John Williams did get a nomination for Best Score, didn't win, and then it was nominated for um, Best Production Design, didn't win. But how did it not get a nod for best film that year? Again, what the hell else was good in 1980? I couldn't tell you. So, uh, yeah. Well, no. um, now that you've mentioned The Empire Strikes Back, I figure, Carl, you should talk about your number one soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely uh, Shadows of the Empire. Um, no, I don't believe that. I know. Just kidding. <laughs> but uh, it is obviously The Empire Strikes Back. And, uh, you know, I, I thinking so much about um, – you know, it, think you know the thought that this is our favorite albums. Which which are the albums we listen through the most? I will say I don't particularly anymore sit down and listen to from beginning to end the Empire album. The well, to be mm. fair, the only soundtrack I've been doing that with lately is Solo, um, and it's still new, right? Like that'll that'll wane. I did that yeah. for a while with Rogue One. Um, it'll at some point wane. Or like, well, maybe not. I don't know. Solo is just so darn good. Um, <laughs> but I. You know, in my 30-odd – well, it's not been 30 years. But in my, like, 25 years as a Star Wars fan, Empire Strikes Back score has informed so much of what I do with Star Wars, if that makes sense. So what I mean by that mm-hmm. is reading books. Star, the Empire Strikes Back soundtrack was always the first score I'd put in. Playing Star Wars in my room. The Empire Strikes Back was always what blasted out of my speakers, right? It, it, it was my lifeblood of growing up with Star Wars, was this particular music, was this particular score, is it in, you know, it just infused, it was the oxygen of my Star Wars story, you know, if, if, if I could be so cliche. Yeah. Um, it's just the music that captures exactly what Star Wars feels, what Star Wars represents to me is, is represented in this particular album. Um, of course, you know, can you guys guess what obviously is my go-to track off The Empire Strikes Back? There's Han and the Princess. Yeah, um, I was gonna say that, but then you said you liked Lando's Closet better. Guys, no <laughs> way. Yoda's theme, all the way, all day. Oh, um, of course. Duh. Yeah. Fav- I mean, favorite song, favorite track in all of Star Wars is Yoda's theme. You know, um, 
so beautiful, so mystical, so warm and inviting. Um, yeah, I could, I could listen to this soundtrack. I could listen to this particular track all day, but, um, and obviously this permeates so much of the soundtrack once we arrive on Dagobah, um, right? Yoda's theme is, is so paramount to Luke's training experience. Um, I think that's so important because, um, in a way like Yoda is this wise master and he's the one who's imparting all this wisdom on Luke. And we just know that there's something special about the wisdom that he imparts on Luke. Um, so yeah, obviously Yoda's theme is huge to me. I love Han Solo and the princess, which you obviously mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier, Katie. It's beautiful. Um, it's not quite the Han and Kira theme. Like I said, for me, um, yeah, listen, this is more mature. Um, for sure. It's, it's two adults now who've, you know, seen stuff in life. They've struggled through life and yet are drawn together. Um, and that's beautiful too. It's a different kind of love story, but it's just as beautiful. Um, Empire's also got some of the most, uh, cloud bouncing fun (laughs) in Lando's palace, you know? Um, Welcome to heaven, everyone. <laughs> you know, I love Lando's thing. And there was a part of me that wanted to get some sort of hint of this in Solo, considering we got Lando in the film. Mm. But I also understand why we didn't. You know, this... It's... it the, the, the title of this track is Lando's Palace. It's more of a Cloud City theme than a Lando theme. Right. Um, and, and think of it this right? Because we never hear it again in Return of the Jedi, right? Lando's in that film. Um, Lando doesn't have a theme, just like Han did um, in the originals. Um, so this is more Cloud City's theme, and it's perfect. Just Camino has a theme, an Attack of the Clones, which I also love. Different, again, different, very, very different feels. Um, but this, you know, it, it does it has that heavenly feel. Welcome to the that clouds of heaven, and and but it's all you know, it's all being duped. It's not, it's <laughs> not real. Um, yeah. You know, another particular motif in, in Empire, which we get in the latter half of the movie, is in the it, it's buried in the track "Carbon Freeze," Darth Vader's trap, and departure of Boba Fett, and um, it comes up right here. Let me grab this really quick. Yeah, here we go. I love this motif. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good one. Yeah. great percussion there even too it's so sparing it's you know the rolls on the snare drums then a bass drum and a cymbal great I am altering the demon pray I don't alter to the third so good so, Another so installment good. for Katie's uh, soundtrack for with me doing it. Um, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, build up know, that playlist for me, Jason. <laughs> I'll work on it. And I'll admit, just kind of like with um, Phantom Menace, my my favorite particular tracks off this album are those middle sections. I love the stuff on Dagobah. I love the romantic themes as Han and Leia are building their romance. I love those. I love those character moments in Star Wars. Right. I mean, that's obviously the stuff I love. Those are the musical pieces I love. So I, you didn't hear me mention Asteroid Field or Battle of Hoth. I obviously love those tracks. 
Um, but I love that softer stuff in Star Wars, and I feel like of all the soft music in Star Wars, Empire has my favorite of the soft stuff. Um, there is, I do, I guess, I, really quick, because this is actually used, this particular track, which was cut from Empire Strikes Back, it was, you know, in the early part of the movie on Hoth, they used this particular track a ton in the Shadows of the Empire video game at the beginning hmm. of the movie. Like, let me find this. This is all cut music, but let me find that. Nope, not that. Nope, not that. <laughs> here it is, yeah. Right here, this. Yep. I didn't go. Yeah. I love this. I love this. This is, if you queued it up with the movie, this is when Han's coming into Echo Base. Um, and I love it, but I think it's perfect that they cut it. It, w- it would have been a little odd there in that moment. But they use that musical cue a ton in the Shadows of the Empire Nintendo 64 game. Um, and I, I just... They I, do. I fell in love with yes. it there. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, start to finish, Empire Strikes Back still just happens to be my favorite of the scores. And again, I'm not... It, it's tough because there's obviously such a tremendous amount of nostalgia for Empire. It's my favorite oh, film. Yeah. and But the music is just so good. And, and while I'm not busy listening to Solo... Uh, it's usually or or Phantom Menace. It's it's always it's always Empire. Every time I build a playlist with Star Wars music, it's very heavy on Empire tracks. It's just <laughs> it's just my favorite score, and you know, um, and it has to me again the best closing track in Star Wars. While Jedi Steps really gives it a run for its money, nothing beats the Rebel Fleet. I mean, it's so good, so good, beautiful rendition of the Force theme, very hopeful. Um, you know, it's perfect, absolutely perfect. Um, and you know, you get the uh, the beauty of um, Han and Leia's theme as they blast off. Yeah. Because in a similar way to Attack of the Clones, Empire Strikes Back is a love story too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the love oh, of yeah. Han and Han and Leia, and um. If you think about it, in some ways, the this this reality of the love story of Empire, the love mm-hmm. of Han and Leia is incredibly important to the redemptive arc of Return of the Jedi. And what I mean by that, I think, mm-hmm. is Leia going back for Han mm-hmm. makes Leia care about something beyond just the ideals of the rebellion. And then yes! the reality of Han being saved by a family makes him think that he no longer has to be solo and now he buys into the rebellion, right? So that, but that love was all fostered in Empire Strikes Back. Um, Mm -hmm. And and that's how the movie ends. It it ends with this hopeful rendition of the Force theme that then bleeds into the Han and Leia theme that's ultimately the Force will continue to give them hope and their love shall save them, right? It's kind of like, to me, the closing (laughs) statement of Empire Strikes Back. Um, Uh, That's so important. I'm sorry, Carl, but that's so important. Because that's that's the running theme for Leia through this movie is she starts the movie and she can't say it. We need. What about I need? Right. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm, Probably bet do. you don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, yeah. oh, my. Uh, she can't say it, even though she knows it and they feel it. You know, like even even when they kiss. Uh, I, I like nice men. She still she can't let herself feel that it would be incredibly inconvenient to feel something for him. Yeah. And then at the end, she <laughs> says it. 
she finally says it and he like absolves her in a way he says i know because he always knew she didn't he wanted her to say it but he didn't need her to say it because they he knew and in a way when he says i know what he's saying is it's it's okay you know cuz she she would that it, it wasn't okay she would have to live with all that like regret and you know why didn't i say it sooner but him saying i know is him saying i i've always known and it's okay that you didn't say it like it's so i'm sorry that's so important and now yeah. that that the love is like out there and she's accepted it that's what's gonna bring them all together and save the day so important carl yeah, yeah it is i love star wars and empire strikes back <laughs> yep i love it so oh much. man uh, but you know what? We, well, we are there you go, we are folks. approaching we the two another, and a half hour you know, mark. So I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. stop my thoughts there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I. I mean, Star Wars soundtracks—they're all great. Yeah, throw any of them <laughs> on, are. you're gonna have a great time. So. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. <laughs> so, in light of all of the 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 lengthiness and, and in some ways heaviness of this particular episode, we got a really fun matchup for you for next week. <laughs> yeah 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 we got it we got some fun stuff for you so uh sit back buckle in um we're gonna pit uh two lando sidekicks against each other we're gonna pit uh lobot and l3 against each other so um, <laughs> lobot versus l3 think about that folks um think about it really hard to- no hasty answers no no (laughs) don't be hasty um (laughs) so uh but please uh we want your thoughts on that matchup uh carl if people want to weigh in on the matchup if they want to weigh in on any of our our top picks here for our favorite soundtracks or anything else where can they do that sir um of course they can do it on our be sure to follow us there on twitter at wampas lair um, we're on Facebook at Wampuzzler Podcast. You can email us at wampuzzlerpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to support the show on Patreon, get some great mini-episode bonuses, uh, head over to patreon.com slash Podcast. And Katie, if people want to keep up with you and all of your fun musings on Star Wars, where do they find you in the galaxy of Twitter? Whoops. <laughs> you, <laughs> Whoops. you guys can follow me at Dameron. Yeah. Yes. Do it. You won't be disappointed. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else you guys have to say on this musical episode of ours? No. uh, Stick around if you if you want to buckle into to the full three hour experience of this episode by sticking around for the radio drama. (laughs) You have the mind of a true Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) You can make it through all three hours. You have the heart of a true Jedi. So. On that note, we're going to let you all go. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast. This has been episode number 311, Keeping Scores, Part 2. For Carl and Katie, I'm Jason, and we will see you next time here in the Wampus Lair.
Star Wars, Episode 11, The Jedi Nexus. Long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there came a time of revolution when rebels united to challenge a tyrannical empire. Now, many strands in the web of galactic events have come together on board the empire's ultimate weapon, an enormous space-going fortress called the Death Star. At large in its vast interior, pursued by Imperial stormtroopers, are a strange assortment of rebels. Luke Skywalker and his droids R2-D2 and C-3PO, the Princess Leia Organa, and the veteran Jedi Knight Ben Kenobi. Allied with them by necessity are Captain Han Solo of the Millennium Falcon and his co-pilot Chewbacca, a pair of reckless smugglers. And arrayed against these seven are the powers of a determined and merciless empire and its most feared agent, Darth Vader. I assure you, Governor Tarkin, he is here. Obi-Wan Kenobi? What makes you think so, Vader? I sensed his aura clinging to that starship we captured. A tremor in the Force. Last time I felt it was in the presence of my old master. If there is anyone on that starship, the scanning crew will detect them. But surely Kenobi must be dead by now. Do not underestimate the power of the Force. Obi-Wan Kenobi is a Jedi Knight. Is capable of things that would seem impossible to ordinary men. Men who understand only their machines and the things they can see and touch. Men like me, is this what you're implying? I tell you, Vader, the Jedi are extinct. Their fire has gone out of the universe, as you should well know, having brought that about. You, my friend, are all that's left of their religion. I think not. Well, enough of this. I had thought the Princess Leia might still be of use to us in locating the rebel base, but since the ship we captured appears to be empty, I have cancelled her reprieve. I intend to have her executed at... Well, what is it? Governor Tarkin, we have an alert in detention block AA-23. It seems the Princess has escaped somehow. We're not quite sure yet how the it Princess, happened. put all sections on alert. Locate her and any other rebels at once. Yes, sir. Obi-Wan Kenobi is here. The Force is with him. If you're right, he will not be allowed to escape. Escape may not be his plan, but the other rebels can be of use to us in the manner we discussed. I suggest you make the necessary arrangements at once. And General Kenobi? Patterns are emerging that have great meaning for the Jedi. This nexus of events is brought about by the Force itself. I must face Obi-Wan Kenobi. Alone. been shot. The other's been knocked cold. A couple of you get them down to sick bay. That's me through to the security commander. What's your situation there? Sir, we're in the command office overlooking the captured starship. The scanning crewmen on the ship were knocked unconscious and the guards have been shot. Any sign of the rebels? None, sir. Check the place out thoroughly, then search the entire area. Yes, sir. 
All right, let's check this place over, top to bottom. There's a storage locker over here. Okay, stand back. You're ready to fire. Now open it. <laughs> what do you hurt them at? They broke in and attacked the duty crew and locked us in there. They're heading for the prison level. If you hurry, you might still catch them. You, stay on the console and report that. We'll do. The rest of you follow me. Oh, come along, Archie. Hey, where are you two going? Oh, uh, <laughs> yes, just, All this excitement has overrun the circuits of my counterpart here. If you don't mind, sir, I'd like to take him down to maintenance. Yeah, all right. What? Oh, the handheld comlink. Got it. What's that, Troy? Oh, nothing, sir, nothing. Come along, Artu. Master Fook and the others don't seem to have arrived here at the docking bay yet. Something must have happened to them. Wait, is there another computer outlet around here somewhere? Oh, plug yourself into the network and see if they've been captured. The comic! Oh, I forgot I turned it off. Are you there, Master Luke? Uh, oh, yes, sir! No, we've had some problems. I can't begin to... We're stuck in a garbage compactor. It's closing in on us. Shut down all the trash smashers on the oh, detention level. Are you yeah, copy? Oh, yes, Shut down sir. all the garbage oh, smashers oh, on the detention level. Yes, We're going to be crushed! No, 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 no. Archie, shut them all down. Oh, hurry! They're dying down there. Curse this metal body. I, I wasn't fast enough to all my poor, my poor master. Oh. What? Did you get it out? Yes, sir. That's it. Now wait near the ship. We'll meet you there. Yes, sir. Come along, out. <laughs> I figured for a while there we were all going to be a whole lot thinner. <laughs> I never thought those droids would pull it off. And you said you hated machinery that talked back. <laughs> no more. <laughs> okay. Here, dump your armor over there, but hang on to your belt. It's got survival gear on it. Right. <sighs> now we can get out of here. If we can just avoid any more female advice. Come on, Chewie, let's go. Listen, I don't know who you are or where you came from, but from now on you do as I tell you. Understand? Now look, your worshipfulness. Let's get one thing straight. I take orders from one person, me. It's a wonder you're still alive. Now, will somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way? No reward is worth this. After you, your highness. the Falcon down there. Oh, me too, Chewie. 3PO. 3PO, do you copy? Are you safe? For the moment, Master Luke. R2 and I are directly across the hangar from the ship. We're on the level right above you. Stand by. You mean to tell me that you flew here in that old relic? You're braver than I thought. Oh, nice, isn't it? Come on. There they are! Uh-oh. Stormtroopers. Let them have it, Chewie! Ship. Come on, come back! 
They're coming back. Let's get out of here. Up ahead. They're closing those blast doors. Move it. Gotta make those doors before they close. Come on, Joey. Gotta shoot the lock. <laughs> Whichever of those geniuses back there thought of having the blast doors shot ain't getting a promotion for it. <laughs> Listen, I think we can work our way around to the ship. That squeak was too close for me. If we get back to her, I say we make a break right away, whether the rest of them are there or not. <laughs> Come on, we don't owe nobody nothing. Nobody but us, that is. Did they care about us when they dragged us into this crazy deal? So why should we stick around and maybe get burned down for them? One chance to get out of here with our skins maybe all we get, Chewie. Come on, fur face, you're gonna ruin our reputations. All right, let's get back first and see what happens from there. But whatever those rebels offer us for getting that princess back, I want at least twice as much. junction down there. They're between us and the ship. We'll have to find a way around them. Well, we're safe enough in this utility compartment for now. If we just wait a minute or two, the troopers might be ordered away to chase Han and Chewie. If not, we can always duck out and try another route. Yeah, I suppose you're right. <sighs> oh. Luke, oh. how'd you get involved in all this? <sighs> it's sort of complicated. See, our two wound up at our farm on Tatooine. I found your message when I was cleaning him up. R2 ran off to find Ben, and I followed him, but Ben found us instead. Then we hired Han to bring us to Alderaan, and... Uh, and when you got here, Alderaan was gone. Destroyed. You know about that. I saw it happen. I'm so sorry. The important thing now is to say that it never happens again. This way. Are they gone? I'll check. Yeah. Probably after Han and Chewbacca. And the corridor junction looks clear. Then we better go. Remember the way? I think so. Go there! What? Stand where you are! Come on. Quick, run! I think we took a wrong turn. This must be the central core shaft. There's no way across. We can't go back. They're blocking our way. Shut the hatchway, quick. There's no lock. I'll shoot the control panel. Stand back. That'll hold for a while. But not for long. We've got to find the control that extends the bridgeway across the shaft. Oh, I think I just blasted it. They're trying to burn their way through the hatch. Sounds like they're succeeding. Look, you better stand on the one side, Princess. Out of the line of fire. I'll try and hold them off. Luke, no. There must be some other way. None that I can see. Look out! What? 
Up there, across the shaft, more troopers! Just what we needed! Wait a minute, that's it! My belt! Belt! I took it off a stormtrooper! Look, it's got a grappling hook on it, we'll sling across the shaft! Here, take the blaster, keep him busy! Now let's just hope the hook's strong enough! There's enough line on the spool! Clusters up in the shaft! There! Here goes! Ugh. Ha! Look, they're getting the hatch open! The hook caught! We're in business! Grab hold me tight! Wait! A kiss for luck. We'll need it! Hang on! Oh. We made it! Oh. Now what? Let me get rid of this line. How do we get to the ship from here? There's a service hatch down there to the left, I think. Let's go. Come on. There's the ship. I take back everything I said about her. Look, there's Han and Chewbacca. What kept you? Me and Chewie were thinking of starting the party without you. We ran into some old friends. Is the ship all right? And where's Ben? And R2 and 3PO? Now, the Falcon seems okay, and the droids are right over there. I haven't seen the old man, though. Let's just hope he puts that tractor beam out of commission and he's on his way back. But that still leaves all those stormtroopers in the hangar to worry about. Yeah, we've been trying to figure out an angle on that. What about the hangar bay doors? I'm counting on them still being on auto. They shoot open when the Falcon gets to them. But the stormtroopers... We won't get another chance like this. If nothing changes in the next few minutes, we're going to have to take them on. What about Ben? We can't do a job on everybody on the garrison, Luke. If he's not back by the time we go, tough luck. I'm not going Luke, anywhere... Luke, you do what you want. Me and Chewie are giving it a couple more minutes and then we're going to make a break for the ship. been waiting for you, Obi-Wan Kenobi. We meet again at last. The circle is now complete. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now, I am the master. Only a master of evil, Darth. Have you finished whatever petty errand it is that brings you here? The tractor beam, perhaps? I have deactivated it, yes. Little good that will do you, Obi-Wan. Ready? Ready? Your powers are weak, old man. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Why don't you stand your ground? Patterns of the Force have reached a nexus. You think you can retreat forever? Learned fear in your old age. A Jedi never forgets how to die, Darth. Ben! Why do you glance aside, Obi-Wan? Your young friends? You have to forget them. Your life is over. 
intent, a diversionary tactic, full sacrifice. They made their escape and now they think they've won. By striking me down, you have made me more powerful than you can possibly imagine. stood there and let himself be cut down. Oh, Luke. Why wouldn't he defend himself? I can't explain it to you, Luke. The Jedi lead their lives according to what they believe the Force demands of them, and it's not always something the rest of us can understand. But that still doesn't... I know that Ben must have had some reason, some overriding purpose in allowing Darth Vader to take his life. Vader? That was Vader who killed him? Yes. He's the one who's been trying to recover the plans of the Death Star. Vader killed my father. Vader betrayed the Jedi, and Vader's troops killed my aunt and uncle. Luke, calm down. Vader's taken away everything I ever had, and I ran from him. Don't you understand that? Vader took away everything I ever had. Everything I had, too, Luke. Alderaan, your whole world destroyed. How can you live with that? How do you go on? You find a purpose to justify the sacrifice. Like Ben did. Yes. Mine's to stop Vader and Tarkin and the Empire. I think that's worthwhile. What about you? Yes. I do too. It's just... Ben seemed like he'd always be there, you know? Like he was the one thing that I could always count on. And I... What, Luke? I thought I heard him. After he was cut down, I thought I heard him. I was firing at the stormtroopers, and all of a sudden it was as if Ben were at my shoulder, like when he was teaching me to use the lightsaber. He wasn't in my line of vision, but he was there, talking to me. We were all calling to you. You probably mistook I that. heard you and Han, but this was Ben. He said, run, Luke, run. And I did. I can't believe he's gone, right? I, I just can't believe it. There was nothing you could have done. Come on, buddy. We got work to do. We're not out of this yet. What? We'll be coming up on their sentry ships in a minute. We'll have to take them head on. I'd rather have live gunners in the turrets than trust computers. What do you want me to do? Well, Chewie's flying, and I'm taking the top gun turret. I want you to man the belly guns. 
Uh, look, look, I love to chat all day, but we've got a date with those Imperial TIE fighters. Sure. As for you, your wonderfulness. <laughs> Chewie could use a hand in the cockpit right about now. I'll do what I can, Captain. I'm sure you will, sweetheart. Well, come on! Chewie doesn't like to be kept waiting. Oh. Save us from princesses. Okay. You ever fire a quad gun up before? Uh, well, I... Luke! To... No. Well, it's simple. Servos and targeting instrumentation is all standard. Don't rely on your computer alone. Eyeball it once in a while. Whatever you say. Just climb down the ladder into the belly turret and shoot anything that's not us. Clear enough for you? Right. Off you go. When you're in, put on your headset and we'll run you through a couple of test reverses. I'm on my way. Okay. You in, kid? Yeah. Okay, take the firing grips and get the feel. Make sure the tracking servos answer promptly. Feels okay. Okay, got you. Targeting computer engaged? Of course. Good. Your sensors will give you an audio simulation for a rough idea of where those fighters are when they're not on your screen. Right. It'll sound like they're right there in the turret with you. Got it. We've got four TIE fighters closing back. Check. The fighters are breaking. They're almost on us. Stay sharp, Luke. Here they come. Missed. One coming your way. I see him. Lead him, lead him. They're coming in too fast! Well, they're not about to slow down for you. Pay attention to your audio and pick them up on their approach runs, Luke. Han, we're coming your way. I got it. Get back and get the close battle control. Don't worry, you'll hold together. Maybe you heard me hold together. That's one! Three to go. What's coming at you, Luke? Got him! Han, I got him! Great, kid, don't keep cocky. And there's still somewhere out there. What's under your gun, Luke? Nail him! I have to pay for all these repairs! I'm trying! Takes care of him. Han! One coming right at you! I see him! Get him up on every floor! Ah! 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 You did it! Ah, nice work, Luke! <laughs> Chewie, punch in the jump to light speed! We made it! <laughs> The Millennium Falcon speeds off with her disparate passengers and crew after victories and losses. But the Death Star dogs her track as a final confrontation takes form and patterns emerge from the Force and freedom and peace are to live or die with the final contest of Death Star against Rebels. Star Wars, Episode 11 by Brian Daly. Based on characters and situations created by George Lucas. Featured in the cast were Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, Bernard Barons as Ben Kenobi, Keen Curtis as Tarkin, Perry King as Han Solo, Brock Peters as Darth Vader, and Anne Sachs as Leia.
The series was directed by John Madden, with sound mixing and post-production by Tom Vigley. Music by John Williams. Sound design for Lucasfilm by Ben Burt. Story editor for the series was Lindsay Smith. Casting and production coordination by Mel Saar. Executive producer was Richard Toskin. Executive producer for Lucasfilm was Carol Teitelman. <laughs>